You are watching the vodka stream. Yay! Background. Oh, why do we have that dullness? There you go. The brick wall. It's right back there. What's happening, everybody? It's Friday. And uh, right as I was starting the stream, I was like looking at my uh, my website. Oh, we're good now. I thought it was down. Okay, it's not down anymore. Cool. Goddamn websites. Jace, Jace, what is going on here? What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Vox stream on your Friday, the third, the third, <laughs> the 11th of, uh, of March. It's the third month. Come on. Come on now. What are we talking about here? Huh? Huh? Anyways, oof, got that mint cucumber vodka going today. I'll tell you what, I always go back to this one. I need to get Kettle One to sponsor me because I, when it comes to flavored vodkas, I can't do the uh, I can't do the sugary like sweet stuff. But this cucumber mint is my jam. It's refreshing. That's right. It's gonna make me more of an alcoholic. My God. Now. Should be all right. All right, guys. We are here. What a week. It's been a week. So cheers. I wanted to get a haircut this week and I decided to go today after work. And they were like, that's eh, gonna be about an hour. So I said, All right, I'm gonna go wash my car instead because that's the same. All right, cheers. Ah, there it is. How are we doing today, huh? No guests today, sadly. Well, yeah, you know what happens. I think you know the panel. The panel shows are always fun. I mean, usually the you know the panel discussions are like are great. You know, especially you know you have the guests and you have the panel. It's always fun. But uh, yeah, Brian, I was wondering. I don't know if you're still out there. Are you talking about the misspelling of the uh, the title of the vodka stream? Because I know it's Rata Lada, but I figured we're going to be talking about a certain bat today. So I, you know, it's a little play on that. Bata Arata. I don't even know. Is that how you say bat in Spanish? I don't even think that's how you say bat in Spanish. It's a little play on words. Hi, Steph. How's it going? Or shall I say night, Nighthawk? Nighthawk. What's going on, Mr. Hal Jordan? Yeah. Hope you all had a great week. Well, I mean, I was fighting some sickness this week. So, you know, it was a little bit rough. What can we do? Get your drinks ready. That's right. Late. What are you talking about? I'm never late. Howdy. How's it going there, Stephanie? Good to see you. Got Captain Gator Girl here. Always good to see you, Mr. Fear Jason. Always good to see you too, buddy. Ahoy, ahoy, Mr. McKenzie. Cheers to good health, right? That's right. Cheers, brother. You know, whatever's left over from whatever bug was trying to get me, vodka's going to wipe, wipe that shit right out. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. What's going on? Got Zed here. Uh, Citrin, how you doing? Hello, hello. What's going on, Mr. Will Morris? Feels like it's been a little bit since I've seen you in the chat. Always good to see you, man. Steve-O, what's up? What is up? Are you doing Twitter questions today? No, not doing Twitter questions. That's only on Film Junkie Live when I do Twitter questions. So, um, you know, I mean, for, uh, you know, like the first 10 minutes or so, I mean, then I'm, I'm well, well, you know, you can ask me questions right now if you want. Kind of going through. Uh, tweeter. <laughs> I didn't even notice that you said that. What's going on, Mr. Clay Talion? Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, it is. It's just, yeah. I mean, I, I like straight vodka, but just to have that little, I mean, I love cucumbers and uh, I like mint. 
So yeah, I don't love mint, but I like it. So it's good. It's good enough. It's got that refreshing aftertaste. You tried it. Uh, I just got back from seeing the Batman. Looking forward to finally discussing it with everyone. There you go, Steph. All right. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Sounds like you did if you want to discuss it with everybody. So, oh, Grace. I know, man. Tell you what, you're crossfaded right now. Well, that's good, man. Well, you know, just remember, I'm right here in the center. Okay. If there's another one right here, that might not be me. So just focus right here. If your eyes start crossing a little bit, you'll be fine, though, Ryan. He's parting it up. I like it. Kevin, what's going on, bud? Selena Kyle is here. Yo, Mr. Legend, how you doing? Figure the Miss Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I was kind of think I was, you know, because I posted this like late because I was kind of waiting to see if like maybe um, uh, I would get a guest tonight, but just didn't, it wasn't in the cards. I will have a guest next week though. Luckily I do have one for next week, uh, a return guest too. So that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I figured I was like, all right, well, obviously the, um, the website Rata Alada got, a got, a got you know, got to that hundred percent and we're going to talk about those images too. Those are pretty cool. Um, so I figured I just, you know, and then of course the whole bat flag thing that happened today. So yep. Baseball's back, baby. That's right. Finally, those <laughs> greedy douchebags. <laughs> they finally, finally came to an agreement. Thank God, man. I was like, cause that's one of the things I'm like big time missing right now. I'm big time missing the fact that, uh, you know, uh, during the weekdays, because I have the MLB app that, uh, you know, get to watch my Giants, you know, on, while I'm editing stuff, you know. Right now, I'm just I'm just going through seasons of House. I'm just really just going through how I never watched House start to finish. I've always just watched random episodes. So now I'm just trying to get through House and uh, I got to catch up on some other shows. Actually, I still got to watch some new stuff. Like uh, the diabolical, still got to watch that. I watched, um, I watched, of course, turning red today. Um, and you know, it's not bad, but you know, it's it's a, it's a weaker, you know, entry into the Pixar. Um, you know, and I know there has been some controversy this week about that from a certain uh, certain individual, and uh, I think it's uh, overblown for sure. Uh, I think I, I talked about it on my Patreon little rant yesterday, but you know, but yeah, I watched it and, uh, you know, it's got some good, it's got some bad, but you know, and then I'm going to watch, um, I'm going to watch the Adam project tomorrow. That movie I'm really looking forward to. So tomorrow I'm going to wake up, go get a breakfast burrito after I down, you know, a bunch of water or whatever, go get a breakfast burrito and chug, you know, and inhale that, put that in my gullet to soak up all the vodka I'm going to consume tonight. Just when you think I'm out, someone pulls me back in. Snyder vs. Hope. Yeah. You know, and it's just something, just something like that, and something just to be like, all right, just little things. And I even, I've even said this sometime this week, too, just little things, little things that could happen with Zaslav that maybe he's paying attention to that people are demanding, like the air cut, like... um like uh, the Deathstroke series, like Joe Mang coming back and stuff. What's going on, Freeman? How you doing? You got your Dr. Pepper and some dishes to do. Oh, who wants to do dishes on Friday? I mean, Jace, you don't want to do that, right? My God. 
film school will be keeping me busy and i'm glad i'm finally yeah sweet man cool living the dream thought about going to film school at one point i uh, hope you're having an awesome day yeah today was not bad at all um you know feeling good the only thing that was disappointing was i wanted to get a freaking haircut because my hair is just like i don't know what's going on anymore up there i wanted to get a haircut but i guess i'll see that's the thing it's like usually i get a haircut during my lunch break, but I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And I should have, because as soon as I got off and I called up, they were like, yeah, it's going to be about 45 minutes to an hour. So I was like, no, I'll wait. It's not that bad. I just don't have, I don't have any product or anything in there. Product. That's right. I don't have any product. What's going on? Oh, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but I do have issues. Thank you, Brian. But I do have issues with, uh, with, uh, sometimes misspelling. Yeah. And sometimes not catching it late. So the fact that you actually pointed that out. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. So I'm glad that you're just busting my bows. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Uh, Crowley, Callie. Crowley? <laughs> Callie. I always want to say Crowley because Mr. Crowley, but I always forget. You don't have an R in your name. My bad. Well, it's just like when uh, Scott started coming on the vodka stream. I, I, I called him Scott McKellen for like a first couple few appearances. And I went, oh, wait, there's an L. Clellan. Shit. You know? All right. Where am I at? Maybe uh, it's uh, for girls growing pains, Dave. I don't think it's for you. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the thing. Yes, that's, and you know, that's very much the thing. I didn't want to go in depth with it because, you know, yeah. But yeah, when it comes to that, when it comes to uh, turning red, I totally understood that. And I was like, yeah, this is not targeted for me. Definitely not targeted for me. But I still say that the, the third act was good. It was really good. Like it was like the best part of the whole thing, you know? Um, I thought the third act was great and beautifully, you know, animated. Everything was beautifully animated, of course. But yeah, that's what it really, yeah. That's why if I'm, if I'm going to watch something similar to, you know, hitting puberty and they're trying to symbolically show in a way that the uh, teenager is changing, I'm going to watch Teen Wolf because <laughs> that's more, you know, that's, that's, that's guy. That's a guy right there. So, you know, it's kind of more the speed right there so yeah no no they, they definitely had a target for that um and it was right there but you know still uh you know it wasn't like it's still pixar it wasn't like i was going my god make it stop now sometimes i was <laughs> but other than that it was still uh you know it's, it's a decent entry just kind of you know weak, kind of weak ah bought batman ego dark victory in year one can't for the life of me, find Long Halloween at... Oh, dude, they're selling out everywhere because of the Batman, because everybody's finding out that the Batman was, you know, pretty much uh, that was like the the big time, um, um, you know, reference to it. So I'm okay. You missed me becoming a member. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. She did. She became a member. There you go. There's your best, your new bestie right there. Nighthawk and Captain Gator Girl. That's right. So... There you go. Ah, peace out. Legends already take taken off. All right, can't stick around. See you Monday, man. Thanks for at least stopping by and staying, saying hi. All right. Ah, there we go. All right, I'll start sending out the invites, and we'll just see who shows up. 
as we talk, let's see. I got to pull up the, I'm going to pull up the page here so I can do that. Um, yeah. What a week. What a week. I know. And then with all the, like the stuff with the delays and everything and, uh, you know, just people, I tell you what, some, why did I do that? I shouldn't have done that. All right. No, it's fine. Okay. All right. Start sending out the invites. See who shows up. Let's see. All right. Um, send it to, there you go. All right. Where's that? There it is. I think that, uh, let's see. One more, one more, one more. I always can't. Let's see. Put it back. Good for him. Okay. Makes it easier. All right. So there you go. Invites are sent out. Sent out. All right. There we go. What? Yes. Uh, why is that freaking me out? Why are you asking me that? Sorry. Oh, all right. We're good. <laughs> I was like, it's going to cancel the whole thing. Anyways. Uh, someone's got Wi-Fi issues. What's going on? Yo, what's going on, Jose? There he is. So Gray said what I've been saying for months, huh? Guess I should be a scooper. What are you talking about? You've been saying. Jeez. I've been saying it too. <laughs> Come on. Trying to take credit. Yeah, you clout chaser, you. My God. You clout chaser. I mean, it's just kind of funny, though, because it's like, yeah. Grace! Yeah. She, uh... Yeah, dropping that today. I mean, she knew what she was doing. Come on. We all know. That's why I said that. I had to I had, I had to like throw that in there when um when I made my little video about it today. I was like, it's like she knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. She knew exactly what she was doing to drop um to drop that tweet and just kind of talk about like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Batfleck, he's not going to he's not going to he's not going to die." It's like, "Yeah, I I never I was like just the fact that they were like, what, you're just going to kill him off? You're just going to kill him off like that? It's like, no, no, no. Something's going to happen. And, you know, I would say I, I, I've always had this idea of like something would something's going to happen. I mean, we're dealing with multiverse stuff here, right? We're dealing with multiverse and crazy shit. Um, and there's probably going to be a crazy, you know, final act in this where we're going to have two Batman, Supergirl, God knows who else is going to be showing up in that final act when all when shit's going down. I mean, there's 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 characters that are going to be in this movie that we don't even know about yet. That's what's kind of exciting. And it sucks that we have to wait another freaking seven months. My God. That does suck. But if that's going to allow the film to be better in quality and, uh, you know, then fine. I mean, then fine. You know, so. You know how it is. Let's see. Better rate than. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So we'll see. We'll see what happens when it comes to all that. Uh, same to assume Riddler will be back in the sequel. Of course. I think, uh, I mean, I don't know if he'll be like, he's not going to be like the main. I'm just kind of wondering if Matt Reeves is kind of trying to do like this thing where, where maybe that, um, you know, there will be another villain. It'll be a different villain. I'm actually going to do a video about the Batman sequel of a certain uh, uh, a certain character that I want to see. I'm going to do a video about it, kind of just breaking it down. 
of how I'd like to see it happen. And, uh, you know, just kind of explain where I think it'd be perfect to fit this, uh, this world. So I'm going to do a video. I'm not sure when I'm going to do it, probably like next week or maybe like the following weekend or something like that. I'll probably post it. Um, cause I'm not, I, I don't have time. I, I got to get that. I got to get that casual Batman review out, which I'll probably get out Sunday, maybe Monday. I might post that Monday. Um, we'll see. I'm going to, I'm going to be working on it tomorrow and see what, see what happens with it. But yeah, I mean, the Riddler will be a presence, I would say, but I, I, I don't think he's going to be like escaped. I think he's going to be like a presence in Arkham. And then when it comes to the third Batman, I'm just kind of wondering if there's going to be like, um, you know, a team up, like a rogues team up for like the third Batman or something like that, which I think would be great. There she is. Mama film junkie. Hi mom. How's it going? Good to see ya. Always good to see ya. Boop, boop. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, I just love that StreamYard can't pull it up. It just says poop, 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 poop. <laughs> it's just, uh, apparently, apparently, uh, Brian, you have to poop? <laughs> Grant Gustin's Flash, Shazam. Let's go. I, I'm sure Grant Gustin's got to show up, right? He's got to show up. Why wouldn't he show up? I just have a feeling, yeah, he's for sure going to. Because he showed up in, uh, you know, the Flash show. So, or Ezra showed up in the Flash show. So why wouldn't he not show up right there? Yeah, now you know. If you know, you know. Paul Dano stole every scene he was in. Yeah, he was absolutely insane. Oh, oh man. I mean, especially when they're at Arkham. That's a great scene. And I know some people are, like, comparing it to, like, to the uh, interrogation scene with Dark Knight and, you know, Joker. It's totally two different... I mean, it's, it's, they're great scenes. They're different big time. Cause obviously there's a, there's glass in between them. Um, but it's it, both of those scenes, oh man, God, we're just, just getting fed so well because I mean, that scene, obviously when it comes to Joker and dark Knight interrogation scene, I'm so beautifully done and watching it again. It's just, it's such an, it's the best scene in the movie. I would say, to be honest, comes a dark Knight. Um, but then of course, then we get this beautiful scene from, you know, that Zach shoots for Zack Snyder's justly between the Joker and Batman in this apocalyptic world. Good exchange. It's just when Batman is talking, just having a sit, like having a conversation, a crazy conversation that, you know, he doesn't want to really have with one of his villains. It's just great. It's great. It's just great stuff. But when it comes to the Riddler and, and, uh, and Batman, the fact that, that Batman thinks that Riddler knows who he is at first. And then because he, you know, the way that he says that, and then he starts going crazy and then he realizes, Oh shit, he doesn't know who I am. That was a, that was a beautifully constructed scene that cause everybody and their mom watching was like, all right, Riddler knows that it's Bruce Wayne, that Bruce Wayne is Batman. But then all of a sudden he just makes it be known that, oh, yeah, we didn't get him. And then he just realized, oh, shit. And then obviously it gets intense. But there's like very much. I mean, they're both. I mean, both of them were, you know, uh, the renewal thing, you know, that the, the clippings on the wall, which, you know, uh, that we saw both Edward and Bruce were a part of that. You know, they're both orphans. They're both very much. You could see like, uh, you know the reflections of each other, you know, wearing, you know, Edward is wearing a mask at one point, And then obviously Bruce is still wearing a mask. And, 
It's just funny how Edward thought that he would, you know, that he'd be okay with like, oh yeah, we, we did this together. You're part of this, you know. Great to have more voice for this fandom to make Snyderverse restore as part of the multiverse. Yeah, the Snyderverse is always going to be, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be there. That's the thing. Joker and Batson. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's essentially what this is. This is its own thing. It's its own thing. It's gonna, thank you, Ryan, for the $5 super chat. After that thing with the coding and uh, happened today, I think uh, that thing with the coding that happened today, I think he'll be a recurring villain in the trilogy in some way. Oh, yeah, he's definitely going to be in the second one. I just don't think he's going to be... Um, I don't think he's going to be... You know, he's not going to be, obviously, out. I think he's going to stay within... I don't think he's going to stay, you know, he's going to stay within Arkham. So it's definitely what's going to be the case right there. Okay, we got Two-Face, Hush, Court of Owls. I know, right? It's already teased. Already teased. Hey, we got Miss Colbert here. We got Miss Colbert here. How's it going, Amanda? Always good to see you. Jerry's <laughs> uh, a party. Oh, boo. With the Dodgers. The Do it's going to be an interesting year. I mean, I'm a little worried. I'm always worried. But I was worried last year, and look what happened. And then look what happened. <laughs> Good Lord. So hopefully. Yeah, it was a great twist. Absolutely a great twist. It was a twist. What a twist! Uh, Dan was just as creepy in and out. Yeah, I know, right? He was creepy in and out of that costume. Um, I think with the costume, obviously, with the glasses. And some people were passing around the fact that I mean, the glasses were very much an homage to the Edward Nigma glasses in Batman Forever. You can't tell me that it wasn't. You compare both of those glasses, clear frames. Yeah, almost pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's great. The organic lighting in the hallway saying fuck. Literally. Yeah. Jace, tell you what. All right. I got my first person showing up right here. Let's see what we got here. Go ahead and post it. Oh, oh, we got another one from Ryan. Thank you for the $10 super chat. What if uh, the sequel, Bruce is talking to Alfred and saying how he thought Edward figured out he was Batman and that's how the Playboy persona comes? Uh, yeah, that could be something, but I, you know, I do have something though. I mean, I'm not saying that Matt Reeves is going to go this approach, but I have, I have an idea. I have an idea. Hey, Mr. Mike G, been a bit. Hey, Davey, how long do you think will have to wait before we see Matt Reeves' Joker cut scene? I don't know. He, he I don't know. He kind of made it seem like he might post it. I don't know. My, you know, that's right, man. It's paying my rent, you know, my March rent. All right, let's see. So you get the first, uh, let's see. Uh, bup, bup, all right. Has joined the stream. All right, we got Mr. Uh, Mr. Casey joining right now. What's up, sir? Hey, how you doing? Good. Nice little, you know, your background looks nice and got a, like a new shade going on back there. Yeah, I've added a light. Yeah, um, <laughs> a light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just at the bottom there, and it's hitting the wall behind. Nice. Yeah. It's a nice little effect. I'm early today. Your Scott what? is not here. I know. Early today. Yeah. Yeah. Scott's not here. Um, I, you know, if he he might not be showing up tonight. I don't know if he shows up later. It'll be cool, of course. But you know, it's always an open invitation for everybody. Um, yeah. I know you're actually yeah, you're early. Um, 
So how's everything going? Very good. I just got off work like a one and a half hour ago and it was a pretty tiring day. So, and all the stuff that happened today, all that was going on when I was in a meeting and <laughs> I was course. like, oh man, why? <laughs> I know. Right. I know. You don't expect, I mean, that's, that's just what happens. And then you just don't expect, you know, when Grace drops a tweet and then it's just like, uh, I mean, the first thing I, I, I thought was, Oh, what the fuck? And, and then I and then I think I was talking to somebody and I went, oh, wait, today was the approval for the merger. Oh, she knew exactly what she was doing. She probably had that information. I don't I wonder how long she was sitting on that information, because, you know, it, we, we, we could give shit to Grace and everything like that. I know she becomes she's the villain at one point and she's the hero at other points. You know, and I've even said my stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, I still respect her because of what she's built for herself. But this is why she knows like, okay, when should I drop this tweet? That's going to kind of blow minds. Oh, I'm going to do it on the, you know, on the investors day. Cause obviously the Snyder fandom is going to be all over this. And today was the approval of uh, the, uh, the discovery stockholders approval of the whole merger. So perfect. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I see what you did there. Okay. Good for you, Grace. It's just, brilliant she's a businesswoman you know she has a brand yeah yeah what'd you yeah, think she, about all she's i i um uh, i like grace uh yeah. i mean i disagree with her a lot of course. as as most people do but i i do like the hustle i do like how um she's always you know on top of everything like anytime a news breaks she's there with breakdowns and stuff so um thank you amanda <laughs> i know i'm trying i'm trying to make you blush you know so, so <laughs> from people i mean i mean brian's just you know I, I think he's got a secret crush on you so you know. hey ryan <laughs> so yeah um i mean i like what she does she's like you said she's built a pretty big channel uh people you know respect her she's got connections and all that um so Obviously, when it comes to Flash, she, uh, she also knows some people who would be directly connected to the movie. Mm -hmm. um, so the information coming from her about Flash specifically would be something that people would not take lightly and should not take lightly, I would say. No. Um, so I was very confused when, you know, she said before that Batfleck's going to die because... Even though, even if uh, Affleck doesn't want to continue, or even if WB doesn't want to continue with him, it's just a bad business decision to just um, put a stop to it. You know, no, you always no. keep the door open, regardless of if you are con uh, continuing or not. So, business-wise, that never made sense to me, yeah. and I was always that one thing. Uh, you know, that she said, I was always like will they though because you know it's a pretty big deal if you just kill him off because that means you can never bring him back yeah. i mean it's a comic book world well, and, yeah, yeah you can, yeah, always bring you can back. but True. still yeah. uh it, it was kind of a you know dumb decision to do that but it'd be like that, that would be like too obvious too it's like all right let's just kill him off and then you know let's or let's send them off in a different way there's so much yeah. there's so much they could actually you know do with all this stuff i mean we're dealing with multiverse elements god knows what's going to be happening um in that final battle of the of, of the film that we don't know exactly i mean we really don't know a villain like we're assuming there's going to be maybe some reverse flash or some somebody i mean there's 
they're keeping that pretty, you know, pretty hidden. Um, uh, I mean, obviously we're kind of all assuming that one of the, you know, that, that other Barry is going to end up t- turning evil or something like that too. But there's just so many factors that we just don't know. And yeah. I mean, to kill off, I mean, I remember there was that rumor that oh yeah, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman and uh, Batfleck they fight each other and Michael Keaton kills him. It was like that was, <laughs> st- that was so like when that was going around, I was like that would just be the stupidest way for that to to wind up. There's no way, and it's no, that's not happening. Definitely not happening. So yeah, I don't know. They'll figure out some kind of way, but yeah, especially when the we- teaser showed a cow and then there's blood. Yeah. And people are assuming, oh, that's Batfleck, he's dying. And <laughs> you know how every little thing causes this massive outrage. I know, man. That's that's what I that's what gets so like tiring. I mean, it's nice that yeah. all of a sudden people, those people, the people that were all down and out, they're like all, all of a sudden got excited again. But then then you got people who want the whole movie to be like pretty much re reshot. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Weren't we fighting for that not to happen again? I mean, I know for i know that you know muschietti wanted to have cyborg in it we know this even ray has talked about that you know there's always this uh whole thing about you know ray was fired and no he just dug his heels in the ground gave the ultimatum i mean we all know i mean i know some people i mean i was even talking to people today and they were like no no i mean there's essentially it was like hey i'm not going to do this if these people are involved and they, and Warner Brothers, well, well, they're involved. So I guess we're moving on. And he was like, all right, I'm not going to participate in this. And we all wish that that was that, you know, if, if somehow now that there's an extra seven months, there could be like a nice scene added. Cool. I think they could do something like that. And fingers crossed that they kind of do, because, you know, that was one of the shining uh, things about Zack Snyder Justice League is the you know the dynamic between Barry and Victor. So hopefully they could do something. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they might try to squeeze in something? Even before Grace said this stuff, I was pretty hopeful that maybe yeah. they could squeeze uh, it in. Even at, even before this got postponed, I thought that you know one scene could shoot in like one week, right? But Cyborg VFX is pretty heavy. But again, they already have the files for that. You know, if if you like the template and the true um, stuff like that, but yeah. now that it's postponed, I think the likelihood is you know pretty much pretty high right now, and especially after the peacemaker scene, that to yeah. me is key. That means like James Gunn literally shot the entire league there, yeah, and he has footage of that, <laughs> you know. So I'm just saying, it's just. The only thing preventing that from happening is Hamada being there. If he's gone, then I think it's just hundred percent it's gonna happen. God, it would be a it would be an awesome uh, surprise too if you just some kind of scene and then all of a sudden it's just you hear you just hear those footsteps. Man, that'd be freaking sweet. You'll have to keep know. looking at Ray's Twitter. Oh, I know, right? Going after them. <laughs> then you have to assume. <laughs> Very true. That's very yeah. true. I mean, he he's been kind of he didn't he didn't comment about the uh, the delays or anything, right? He didn't say anything about that. No, I think the last no, thing he, he talked about was the Toby Emmerich yeah. and Hamada stupid uh, article that Batman was Batman thing. Yeah, yeah, the puff piece. <laughs> Ugh. That that article when that article came out, it was just like 
All right. I mean, when you read it and it's specifically names, Emmerich and Hamada and trying to say like, oh, yeah, these people. Yeah. Look at what they've done. And it's like, what? (laughs) It's like even for the Snyder Cut, he was there. Yeah. Yeah. I had to call Zach and all that. So a lot of people credited him and we're going after, you know, fans and stuff like that by saying, look, the person you're hating actually made it happen. Yeah just because it wasn't that THR article. So he gets there somehow. Obviously, he has yeah. you know that power. But the, the thing funny about that quote to me was that he brought up um, the auteur director. Oh, I yeah. I was like, really? You're like, wait <laughs> You a even minute. know what that means? Yeah, I know. Did you just, yeah, some of your assistant told you what that word meant? <laughs> um, you know, because you had a certain director that was like, you know, that fit that category that you kind of, you know, effed up his movie a little while back. So yeah, there's yeah. When when that when he said that about Matt Reeves, it was like what? And then talking about the Joker, almost like taking. I'm like, didn't we just didn't we hear stuff a little while back that that they were not wanting the Joker because they thought it was gonna be like a disaster or something like that, and and it ended up being the billion of like what was it the first billion dollar R rated movie, right, or something like that, or was it the second or something like that? Wasn't the was it the first? I'm trying to, I'm like totally drawing a blank. I think one of the Hangover movies did it. Okay. Um, but it is on the list of top 10. Yeah. So for R-rated CBM for sure. I know that. Yeah. Todd Phillips definitely has that. Uh, you know, he has Hangover and Joker in the top 10. That's top true. Top 10 R-rated what? movies of all time. Yeah. See, and that's the thing is like, so where are the rest of the black label ideas? Yeah. How do I mean, if, if, if you were going to, if, if Toby, if you're going to take credit for that, why why didn't you bring on, like, if and Todd Phillips even said that he gave, like, two or three other ideas for these kind of, like, movies. So why didn't you jump on it when this movie made a billion dollars? I mean, there should already be another bat villain or another superhero villain movie that should be already like coming out. Instead, they're talking about Joker 2, which I still don't know what the hell is going on with that. I, I know Joaquin Phoenix is he's filming Napoleon right now. I saw the image of him in like the Napoleon costume. Oh, yeah. So he's like <laughs> filming that. I'm like, what I mean, when's this Joker movie? I mean, I'm curious to see what they do if it ends up happening, but I'm like, in the meantime, you could have had a scarecrow movie, a crane movie, you could have had any, there's so many different villains that you could have already did something else and nothing, just absolutely nothing. It's ridiculous. I, I don't get it. So where are you at, Toby? You're supposed to be greenlighting this shit. Yeah. And yesterday I just, uh, you know, I was watching the Matt Reeves video um, about the dope, you know, the Dolby guys put up the video. He, they interviewed him and yeah. his team. So I was watching that in the beginning, uh, Matt Reeves, you know, he said that he was having discussions with um, Toby and basically Warner Brothers about the Batman and WB actually, you know, reached out to him about that. And it was when he was in post-production for War for the Planet of Apes, which which is July 2017 release. That blew my mind because yeah. at that time, Wonder Woman didn't even come out. Yeah. You know? So at that time, they were talking to Matt Reeves about making this movie. And Ben That's Affleck great. was still writing and directing that movie. Yeah. 
it i i think there was just i th- well, we also got to remember remember when um we'll, we'll remember those images of uh was it was it was uh sujihara was it emmerich that was that picked up ben affleck that one time remember we saw those images i don't know yeah it was sujihara and i think hamada was it hamada was it steven's here do you remember those hey. images hey, hey. <laughs> um it was emmerich and it was emmerich, right um was Sujihara. that after Suji? I think that was after Sujihara left. Um, I remember Sujihara was holding those papers, like people were saying it's the script, it's the script, and all that. Oh yeah. man, these situations are always yeah. No, it was Sujihara. I was wrong. Yeah, September twenty eighteen. Who was the other guy? And Toby Emmerich. It was Emmerich. Oh, see, damn. see, yeah. that's so weird. I mean, because I remember, wasn't there like uh, information too back during that time where? like an insurance policy was put on Affleck because of the struggles that he was having with alcoholism. Well, all, all actors are insured on, um, on these movies. So that's why like, that was like the big deal for furious seven. If you remember, they were even talking about after, uh, Paul Walker died, they were like, we, I don't know how seriously it was considered, but there was at least pundits saying it might be better for them to just scrap the movie because the insurance would pay out, um, something insane um and um and so then what happens like any other insurance if you're someone like affleck and you go to rehab then the the company that is insuring you against the studio is gonna hike up your rates in the same way that if you got in a car accident your car insurance is gonna jack your rates yeah i mean i I, yeah i just remember when that was all so it's like it's kind of it's gonna be interesting when we actually find out if we actually find out timelines for all this stuff because um yeah because it's just the fact that the like if you're thinking about like when matt reeves is talking about when he was talking to them while finishing war um it's just kind of like interesting to think like okay so they were like when was i mean obviously we know that ben affleck we've you know gotten info about he was just done when it came to the reshoots like that was just that was pretty much that that was it for him because every movie that he was in got effed with like you know, just, just fucked with every movie that he was part of bvs got fucked with luckily we got um the version that zach wanted to get out there um suicide squad got fucked with and then of course justice League got fucked with man i remember I was, it was on tv like like a little while ago or I, you know, and just watching some of those, just some of those reshot scenes. It's so it's heartbreaking almost because it's just like, Affleck just doesn't look like how he's supposed to look. He, eh, man, the Diana scene. Ugh. Yeah. So Steve Trevor, what is, oh, good Lord. Good riding there, Wheaton. man. No, but it's just going to be interesting to see like, yeah, because when it came to Matt Reeves, and, and, and it's just funny. I, I love how Matt Reeves, I mean, I love listening to Matt Reeves, by the way. That guy, I could listen to him just talk about the filmmaking process. I mean, I've, I haven't watched that uh, the, the interview with uh, the people. I have only watched clips. I have to watch the whole thing uh, eventually. I haven't got around to it. I just see the clips online. And it's just, I just love just hearing him talk about his, you know, the love that he, he talks had. a lot. Yes, and he gives a lot of information. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Yeah, he's just got such a passion for it, and and then just the fact that he talks about how, you know, when they approached him, he went and he read Ben Affleck's script, thought it was great, but it was like that's not my vision that I would have for this. 
Um, so I don't want to do that. This is my pitch. And then he just went, I didn't think they would say anything. Yeah. So I just went right back to finishing my movie. <laughs> didn't think they were going to say anything. And they said, we'll wait for you. And that's, that's first off, that shows you that he gave a good pitch, I would say. But at the same time, it's just like he wasn't like going to step on anyone's toes, which I hate when there's like people that met that, that, that talk that they he that pushed he, Affleck out. Yeah, like he pushed. It's like no, he didn't want to. He even stole the anyone. title. Yeah, I know, right? He put he yeah, uh, <laughs> he stole the guys. The I dare him steal the. You know, I'm sure when he he probably I, and I'm kind of wondering if he ever had a conversation with Ben Affleck. That's one of the things that. I don't think he's, that's been talked about. I wonder if he actually was in contact with, with Affleck. I'm, I'm sure that he was. Maybe they had a conversation or something like that because, I mean, obviously Ben posted on Twitter when he got hired on, welcome to the Batcave. So they had to have had a conversation. So I'm kind of wondering what that conversation was like. And I'm sure Ben was like totally like, dude, this is yours. Name it whatever the fuck you want. You know, I mean, it's it's – you know, it, it hasn't been the best of times when it comes from me. You bounce. He probably heard the pitch and said, you know what? That sounds great. You do your thing. I'm going to go off and get healthy. I, I have no idea how well like Reeves and Affleck know each other, but you, and I don't know enough about Reeves background in like, I think he had a good amount of creative freedom with the apes movies. Like there's not really any stories of behind the scene conflict there. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that it exists at all. I mean, the fact that he made like a mocap movie where half of it is apes speaking in sign language and like they let him do that kind of says that I imagine he hasn't faced that kind of thing. But if yeah. you talk to him, it's very clear that from the from the get go, from the first negotiations, he was like, we're going to do this or I'm not going to get involved. And we also know that he's he's friends with with Zach. Um, yeah. And so there's no way that he was going into that conversation unaware of of what was going on and i don't just mean like friends with zach like like they're they're both directors and like each other but what zach was talking about like the second i saw the trailer i texted him like whoa man yeah. that's awesome so like that's the kind of relationship that that they have and i don't know how how tight that means but i mean they're on they're on good enough terms that he's gonna text him and be like dude that trailer is cool so yeah. um so you know that he's going into those discussions for the batman and that was always the discussion back then was um that he initially just said like no i'm not going to do it and there were reports even at the time in the trades that were like oh matt reeves drops out and then um and then they ended up getting him back in so that he drew that line in the sand very early on and to establish i'm not coming in unless i can do my own thing because like let's say he took over affleck's script and affleck was still out well now you've got matt reeves directing ben affleck's script under a situation where he's inherently going to be managed by like it's a studio produced Matt Reeves directing Ben Affleck's script, not Ben Affleck calling the shots with Matt Reeves direct. Like that would, I, I don't know if they were hoping the script could get used at that time or regardless, like there's no way they wanted to just Jeff Johns was still there. Yeah. Like that script, like, <laughs> like him doing him directing the, the, the Batman, the Affleck script would not have been a like, Oh, it would have been the Affleck movie just with Matt Reeves involved. No, because yeah. he would be coming in as a director for hire in that situation. Yeah. He would be, uh, not 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 as egregious as Whedon because it was already written, and not like Ron Howard with with Disney where he you know reached out the whole thing, but a similar situation where they're saying we're not going to bring you in for your thing, we're going to bring you in for someone else's thing. And considering Affleck was already all the way out, that means it's like the studio taking ownership of Affleck's script, and so they're like 
that even if he preferred that script, that would be a worse situation for him because the amount of creative control from from Jump Street was going to be diminished you know, like entirely. Yeah, no, that's a good point because, and I think Reeves is smart like that when he was, that's why he said, all right, this is my pitch. I'm not going to do that. It's good. It's good, but we're going to do this. And then he was like, they ain't going to call me back. You know, and then they did. Yeah. They said, like, yeah, we'll we'll wait for you. Finish your finish your uh your little franchise over here. And uh and then uh let's let's start this. And and then the fact that Reeves was like, Well, okay, let's do that. And here we are, what, yeah. five years later, well, just with a great Batman movie. I also think two things maybe working in his favor almost was the fact that um they were desperate to look like they had stuff under control because that was still right before the AT&T merger. So remember the type of decisions oh, yeah. they were making at the time were like the, for example, the decision to not delay justice league was driven by them trying to get their bonuses before uh, like, and this is trade report published, like confirmed. They decided to not delay it because they wanted to get the box office on their pre merger bonuses. Um, like that's not like rumor or speculation. And so, um, so if that was the mindset they were in, you know, that they were very much like, we want to put the perspective forward that like, we know what's going on. And so he offers two things there. One, you don't want to have a like drawn out discussion over replacing Ben Affleck, because then you're just drawing a highlight to the the inability to get this movie off the ground. But two, the fact that he had the apes movies coming up, gave them a built in excuse to, to not be in a rush to do it. If they had brought in somebody else, it would have been like, okay, let's get this movie out right away. Whereas you bring in Matt Reeves and you have like a five year runway of like, well, no, he had to wait until the apes movie was done before he could start on this. So it makes sense in the timeline, um, which like works out conveniently for Warner brothers, who was like, we don't want to have to do anything right now, but we also don't want to look like we're shit in the bed. Yeah. Jeez, and we know like they like to shit the bed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are your thoughts about um, Grace's tweet today, Stephen? <laughs> um, I think it's interesting. It's not. It's one of those things that like that's been. Um, not this specifically has been out there, but it's it's just been in discussion since yeah. forever. Some people said he was going to die. Other people said he wouldn't. And this isn't like fans being like, I don't think he will, or I don't want him to, but like different um, different people who have some sort of history of you know getting things right um and so i wouldn't be surprised if there were multiple endings at one point or over over time either at the same either they shot both and then and then took a while to decide which one to use or they um one was just in consideration so i don't know what the timeline would be but um so i think it's interesting i, I don't know if obviously take everything with a grain of salt. And then also, yeah. even if that's the case right now, there's nothing to say that like they changed their mind on that again before the movie comes out. Um, so it's always one of those things where like, everything is in flux. And like right now, if that's to be, you know, if that's to be believed, then it's a good thing. Um, but uh, there's a lot of really interesting implications surrounding that. And um, about like, what does that mean for, like, would that be then Ben coming if, if he comes back? Like, if he's alive, is that just because they didn't want to kill him off and they wanted to save him for later? Or is that just because they didn't want to give him a a um, a heroic death? And if he's still out there, is there a desire or an intent to bring him back later? And what does that look like? Is that Ben Affleck doing 
Warner Brothers Discovery movies or is that Snyderverse? And that's, you know, um, that's, that's what it always is. But um, yeah. it kind of just leave, leads us back to like, it's cool and it's something fun to talk about, but like, how much does it really change what we know and the odds of anything happening in any particular way? It's all still wait and see for like what happens next. I know, right? I mean, I mean, it, as long as you could leave the door open, that's fine. I mean, we all kind of hope that there would be like a door left open. I mean, it sound, I mean, just listening to Ben Affleck's quotes when he talked about um, how this was like the best, like he kind of experience he had almost, you know, which sounds to me like that's not that's not a jab to Zach. That's not a jab to anybody. That's just a. It's just because sounds like Warner Brothers really left Andy Muschietti to do what well you know for the most part what he wanted to do and mm -hmm. so he had a great experience and probably i mean ezra we know that he's been trying to get this movie freaking you know going and he's been working with so many different people and just trying to get this damn thing going and this is a passion project for him so i'm mm -hmm. sure like that energy from ezra was also great to work with him again you know yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they probably did shoot maybe a death scene because, you know, that seems to be the thing that happens with these now where they shoot different scenes. We're looking at you, Matt Reeves, you know, where it's like you shoot like a different scene just to throw people off. And I um, mean, I mean, talk about again. I mean, Matt Reeves. <laughs> Uh, throwing people off, especially like, you know, when we were all like, oh, wait a minute, we got this Halloween scene and there's a Wonder Woman and a Superman. And it was like, yeah, do that just to, you know, why not? Well, that's the, one of the funny things, too, just about the nature of set photos is that, like, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on on set. Some of it oh, is yeah. like movie related and others is not. And so it's one of those things where when people who don't have experience on set or don't have experience making movies or aren't familiar with like the behind the scenes process and any of that something, you know, not particularly this, but like anything will cut. Like if you remember when, um, like for, for army of the dead, Zach posted a picture on Vero. That was like one of those silver balls that was like half, it was shiny. It was like shiny. I once had Matt on the other, and they used that for VFX texture references. It's just like a VFX tool they put in frame so they can get an idea of how the light plays on different textures. Um, but man, there were all sorts of theories about like robots and aliens and this, what this little ball was going to be or whatever. Um, and not that, you know, a Wonder Woman in a Superman costume is a little bit different level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but at the same time, it's like people always assume that every set photo is like, oh, this is like a huge, significant plot thing. And it's like that was at most to throw people off at best or at, at least like a back you know there was that opening scene everyone was wearing halloween costumes and so like maybe they would have been in the background as an easter egg or whatever and it wouldn't have been the weirdest easter egg you know they were throwing batman uh toys at uh um uh, in uh shazam they went they went into yeah. the store and so obviously this is a different universe but like i don't know that, that kind of thing well, is yeah that was always, it was always funny too because like when that scene happens if you actually look i mean it's literally like actual you know batman toys that you could probably actually per you know oh and they're all you can all get but it, like they had both the uh the yellow emblem and then the the fat bat also like if you look at both it's like it's like some's from batman versus superman and some's just from just normal batman line of toys which i always thought was like interesting how it had like both so it's but then it's just you can't really take that, you know. There's nothing really behind it because it's Shazam, <laughs> you know. It's, 
yeah it's 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 very much supposed to be i mean that movie is just kind of it's a parody essentially you know it's not meant mm -hmm. to and you know i'm actually i mean <laughs> and power to david f sandberg i love that guy so much that guy <laughs> is he's got to be one of the funnest guys to i mean I love his videos that he has with that special camera that rotates that has everything all like I have you seen those? Yeah, those are insane. <laughs> those videos like when he's driving and stuff like that. It just everything looks really weird. Um, and then there was like a, I remember he responded to somebody where he was actually like yelling for like, oh, yeah, there's like a monster right here. He's holding the stick and he just yells it's just stuff like that. It's <laughs> funny. But then but then the humor of everything with Shazam getting pushed up to December. And, you know, power to him that he's going to have to go up kind of against uh, Avatar. <laughs> and he's making a joke out of it. But, I mean, it, it, you know, hey. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, you're a filmmaker now. You're making the CBM. It's going to happen. You're going to go up against Avatar 2. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Avatar 2 is like, well, nobody cares about that. And I'm like, yeah, but it's James Cameron. Yeah. God knows what the hell he has been brewing up for the past, what, 12 years? Well, how long has it been since he uh, made a movie? Was I mean, hypothetically yeah. he's been working on this since like the abyss True. right like the underwater stuff i mean yeah. the amount of time he spent like what hasn't he spent more time with the titanic than like any other individual person like down in like a submarine that's true. Like, like a, like he has like a, a Guinness record for that. Yeah, that's right. Because he keeps um, on going. Yeah, the, the, and the, the, and he's always been obsessed with like filming stuff underwater and how to mm -hmm. how to figure that out. And so I feel like Avatar is kind of like I don't know if that was his intention with the first yeah. one, but Avatar is you know there was going to be some sort of a grand spectacle James Cameron underwater movie, and I feel like he was like oh Avatar two I'll just do it with that one. Um. <laughs> I'm just kind of wondering is he gonna have like. You know, I mean, in KC, do what do you, what do you think? Any surprises that you think that what what would he like blow our minds with? I mean, a lot of people are saying that he might, you know, give us the, you know, glassless 3D. That's yeah, what I want to see. Yeah. I don't hate 3D like a lot of people. I think it's fine. The only thing, uh, the only issue with that well, is you don't have glasses. I know. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I don't even mind it, it with my glasses. I, you, with 3D, you just can't treat it as the the feature. It's just kind of a supplementary. Yeah. As long as the projectors are bright enough, it's like... That's the issue, yeah. yeah. If the lens... I mean, if the um, glass is very dark or the screen is dark, it just ruins it. But apart from that, I think it's a, it's a cool feature. But, you know, <laughs> I know some people don't like it, but that would definitely, you know put a lot of people back in the theater like the first one did if yeah. you have 3d just directly off the screen i'm kind of wondering if he's gonna have i mean is how immersive like he's gonna try to get the audience in there like there's gonna be like they're gonna be sitting there i mean but then it's gonna have to be specific you know movie theaters that could do something like that where it's like the you know, somebody jumps into the water and you're like, Did you just feel some drops on your face or something like that. Yeah, like a they try to do yeah. No, there are Didn't theaters that do that have like yeah. uh the seats move and they spray water yeah. and yeah. I, I saw saw no that. way home like that. Did you? <laughs> oh wow, that's yeah. cool. the the yeah. sandman scene and the the scene where they all run and then you know jump and then swing. That scene was uh the best, but the rest of it it was just random movement and stuff. Uh, oh, it's okay. a pretty cool experience, but I wouldn't, you know, prefer that to actually because it's kind of distracting <laughs> when you're trying to watch the yeah. movie. Well, it's one of those what? weird, like, I mean, like, hello, Martin Scorsese. 
like it's literally yeah. turning a movie into a into a theme park right theme park, not that there's anything yeah. nothing anything wrong with that but there's movies where i'm like okay is this something i want to ride or is this something i want to like sit and observe and think about and imagine yeah. be, like watching like something cerebral and then like your seats moving around yeah. and you're, like you're watching memento and you're like what yeah. <laughs> i'm all dazed i'm whoa, i'm just like did i lose yeah, exactly. my memory well i know it, it reminds me of uh do you ever you guys ever heard of a movie uh called matinee with john goodman anybody no, no. probably not oh you should look it up it's it came out in the 90s love this fucking movie because you know he's like this guy he's a filmmaker like a hitchcock kind of it takes place in like the 50s or 60s and he was all about you know bringing the audience into like there's buzzers on the seats when certain things would happen and he was all about like these monster movies and trying to create um Oh, there you uh, go. Dice, and, dice is yeah, dice. yeah, dice. Yeah, see, he doesn't like the Batman apparently, but he, you know, he likes uh, he likes matinee. <laughs> like, I need I need you and Dice to go head to head, like naming movies and then just like listing their IMDb, like without looking it up. <laughs> I'd be very curious. It's um, a great movie. How that would I mean, match up? Yeah, cause... and the way that it ends too, the way that he uh, he has to get people out of the movie theater, and he has like this backup plan that is really fucked up. <laughs> But it's great. It's a it's a great little movie. Like, uh, yeah, look it up. It was like it came out in like the early '90s. It's but it really has that that whole um, idea of bringing the audience into the movie and like not just not just watching, but doing stuff in the atmosphere where you know he, he like literally wanting to if he has a ghost movie to have a ghost somehow fly over the audience and drip blood on them or something like that. It's like ridiculous yeah. shit. But it's it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah look it up but um um so like when it comes to the i mean yeah good for david f sandberg i think it's just kind of funny how you know now they released the movie in december and i think he made the joke he's like oh yeah but this one takes place during the summer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you know at, at this point i'm almost thinking that 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 david f sandberg's like oh shit um well i'm just well, gonna make a joke about this <laughs> yeah well, and he's so he's so so chill too. I mean, he's a YouTuber, right? Like that, yeah, like he's he's true. a YouTuber that got a, a big break into low budget horror, and like made a big mark there, and then and then got a big step up with with Shazam. And so I'm sure he's like frustrated and um and maybe a little bit disappointed at like, you know, he'll he his value as a filmmaker on to some extent is going to rest on the box office. And so if he just gets buried by Avatar too. But like at the same time, for someone, you know, imagine you like started directing horror movies, and then directed the superhero movie, and then they were like, "You're gonna go head to head against James Cameron." And you're like, "If someone's gonna bury me at the box, like not many people get to be. I mean, a lot. Everyone gets buried by James Cameron at the box office. But like not many people get to be like the dude going up against James Cameron's box office in in yeah. December. Like even like if you win, whoa, dude, that's awesome. You're gonna be legendary. If you don't. Hey, dude, you're one of the every film directors who got buried by James Cameron's box office. Like, awesome. But you know what? But I think like I think I think he's gonna he's gonna lean into it. Uh, my God, I, I want I want I want uh, Sandberg and Reynolds to team up one of these days. But oh, man. seems like seems like Reynolds is in in uh, Le Levy is Sean Levy. Yeah, they, they seem like they're just like they're they're soulmates because yeah, it, it seems like now. something happened there. What was the first movie that was Free Guy their first one Free or they done? free guy and then it was adam project and then mm. now deadpool 3 which i think we all kind of assume that i mean it was just like everybody was like oh yeah i called it and i even was like i knew it but it was like oh, we, it was obvious they said that they had like 
three or four more projects. Like one of them's got to be Deadpool. I mean, how do you not? Mm -hmm. These two seem to have like, uh, you know, they just fit together very well. I mean, Free Guy was, I, you know, I was worried that that wasn't going to work and it worked very well. Haven't watched Adam Project yet. I'm watching it tomorrow and I, I keep here on my timeline. I just see nothing but positivity for Adam Project. So looking yeah. forward to that. Well, it's one of the few movies that Shep is, is um, he's almost six now. And there is like a couple movies that he's seen a trailer for or whatever on YouTube. And is like, when does that come out? Um, mm. And that's like one of them. So it's always cool to have him get to the point where he's like anticipating a, a release date for something. He loved Free Guy, wants to watch it all the time. I don't know. I haven't watched it again. It's on uh, HBO Max now, right? Yeah. 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 I, and Disney Plus, actually. Is it on both? Yeah. How? Really? They could they do that every now and again, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, have no, I mean, licensing is, you know, whatever. It's a weird thing. But. Yeah, that's a weird thing, but um, no, but I, I just Sandberg and, and and Reynolds seems like that would be a match made in uh, in a cinema heaven. Just just the marketing alone, I think, would be pretty great. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I think Sandberg is just gonna just hit it head on. I mean, I, I don't know when Avatar comes out Christmas time, right? In yeah. or is it a week week before? I can't remember. You know, Casey? Uh, I don't remember the date, but uh, it's near Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, because well, because the sixteenth is for Shazam, or is it earlier? I think it's the sixteenth. Shazam, I, I think twenty first. <laughs> Shazam is the twenty first. I thought it was like the sixteenth or something like that. Somebody, somebody will say it in the chat or something like that. Yeah, Shazam, uh, the twelfth. Yeah. Okay, and Avatar is probably like two weeks after. I'm guessing. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. And, you know, it gives them a little bit of a, a window because it's like, you know, yeah, at least you have two weeks before that. And, you know, I mean, it, yeah, again, it sucks that maybe it's not a Christmas movie this time. But, hey, at least just at least it's a family movie, a family. It's going to be a family movie with a superhero in it that that I think a lot of people really found probably, you know, I think it did. It. it it almost reached like a half uh, a million at the box office. The first one did, but a lot of people, you know, seem to enjoy that movie. I mean, I, I, I it's in my Christmas movie rotation now. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I watched it again during Christmas time this past Christmas, and I'm like, yeah, this is like, it's a really well. I mean, David F. Sandberg really impressed me because he somehow made a third Annabelle movie work. <laughs> I remember yeah. walking out of the, the the origin movie. I forgot what it was called. It was a third Annabelle yes, movie. Annabelle. Yeah. And, oh, and, and uh, um, origin? It wasn't origin was the second one. Okay. Creation. Oh, was it the second? But it was technically the third Annabelle movie because if you're taking the conjuring, I don't know. Anyways, it just shouldn't have worked. <laughs> because yeah. I remember going and watching it, and because I remember the previous Annabelle movie, I thought was all right, that was generic and just kind of shit. And then I went to go see that one and I went, Wow, this guy really made this work. He kind of brought some freshness into it. And I went, Okay. So then when it came to Shazam, I mean, even Shazam has moments where you kind of go, Oh fuck, this is kind of freaky. <laughs> this is kind of, you know, and, you know, this is not. Yeah, there's going to be, if I was a kid watching this, I'd probably be a little freaked out when it came to, uh, you know, these demon characters that are showing up right here. I mean, it's not all. He's got yeah. that sense, too, where I haven't seen his horror stuff, um, but he's one of those 
um in the same way that like there's a lot of overlap between comedy and drama and like knowing the timing and the and like how to like if you if you can do good comedy then you also know how to like pull on people's heartstrings because it's the same True. kind of just with a different All emotion about timing. Yeah. and with um but also with horror you have that same thing about like how to build tension and how to when to do the jump scare when to do the fake jump scare and if you you can apply those same principles to something that's not like R-rated horror and still give a similar vibe, but do it in a you know PG or PG thirteen um, movie, which is kind of what's like those moments you're talking about in Shazam, really have that vibe. They just don't go hard, but it, the, the filmmaking technique or the writing technique is still there. That you know, and uh, Bat City stuff brought up a you know David Dave Sandberg is kind of like a Sam Raimi type, where you know you could have the freaky stuff and shoot it very well and also have the the comedy as well in yeah. there too we got mr ray Animation was really amazing i would say because especially after the first one uh, i liked the first one but it wasn't top tier second one definitely is and when that movie was uh you know nearing its end i was kind of hoping one thing in my mind as it was playing i was hoping that oh it would be so cool if they connect this to the first movie's beginning because the first movie begins with a murder in a house and from one house they show the perspective of the murders happening in the other house right so uh -huh. i was just thinking about you know maybe they can show the other house now in the second movie's ending because that's technically the, the prequel right and that's exactly what he did and i was so happy about that that was <laughs> because... pretty cool how they did that yeah yeah, yeah, I love that. Exactly it's kind saying. of like how Rogue One did at the end, you know, connecting it to A New Hope from the other angle. Um, mm, yeah. So, yeah, I like that stuff. Okay, how's it going? Ray. 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 Um, I had my head. <laughs> I had my head down in the middle of like, I, I was I was editing another uh, review. I watched Turning Red earlier today. Yeah. Um, did you relate? It wasn't. <laughs> Say so what? <laughs> did you relate? You know what? Actually, yes, I did. Um, here's the here's the we thing. We can find something to relate in there. Here, here's the thing. It's like I was totally. I'll I'll just go ahead and, and reveal this because I'm. I was gonna was trying to post this today. I'm gonna end up posting it tomorrow. I was gonna watch Adam Project because I really wanted to see Adam Project oh, like yeah. on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. But when I saw Lavar Burton's tweet a couple of days ago, <laughs> I said. Nope, gotta see, gotta watch Turning Red. Oh, I know. It, it, I see yeah, <laughs> like so that totally because I I didn't even know like I had heard a little bit about people being upset about that review, yeah. and then I saw that tweet, and he wasn't the only. It was like him and like Yvette Nicole Brown from Community. She commented on it too. I was like, <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. okay, nope. You've that's too. You've pissed off too many black people. I gotta watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see what is the deal with this so i i did watch it today and i i've got a video review coming up for it on flightcast a tomorrow. lot of people actually i saw that saw the movie because of the backlash you know so kind of it's kind of like yeah, Sean kinda, you know what? i i i kind of hate that that's why i watched it right it's, it's, it's a pixar movie so it's like i was gonna watch it eventually right yeah. but it wasn't yeah. on my radar to watch it now Oh, yeah. I wanted to watch Adam. I mean, it was funny because I thought that it was already on Disney Plus yesterday. And I went, oh, shit, it's going to show up on midnight. And I'm like, damn it, because I was hoping to watch Adam Project today. Yeah. And so I, mean, I had it like after I got done with work, I was like, all right. Um, I went, you know, ran some errands and I came back and I'm like, all right, let me get this. Let's see what this is all about. Let's see. 
you know, and, uh, you know, I posted my first reaction. I'm not going to do a full review, but it was just like, it was kind of like, yeah, I could understand what the target audience is. This is for, I like, there's the humor. It's got that similar Pixar humor that I really like. There's something about the way that the fast motion, you know, comedy, physical comedy stuff that Pixar really does. Well, I mean, a lot of the animated studios do well, but Pixar always has like a nail on it. But I thought the, I thought the third act was really strong. Like, I thought that's where the movie really shined when it came to turning red. I was like, I don't know if you feel that same way, Ray. I know we don't have to spoil your review. No, well, it's a spoiler-free review. Yeah. I, 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 I try to stay spoiler-free. I try to observe the spoiler moratorium, at least on the top side, like, for that kind of stuff. But, yeah, no, the third act, you know, it, look, you're talking to the guy who still thinks that Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings was probably the best Marvel movie last year. <laughs> and that's as much as I love yeah. no way as much as I love No Way Home. No Way Home was great. I agree. I think Shang Chi yeah. was it was their number one I, effort last year. Really. I think people are going to see it that way over time too. Oh, probably. Yeah. Okay. It's such um, a good rewatch value, big time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so like all of it, that culture, man. I I just I, I seriously, it's fan. I love it. So like seeing all of that in this movie was like, okay, this is my wheelhouse. I love this shit. Like so like seeing and and the I guess I will say this: it's a coming of age story. Definitely from from a different angle, which I completely appreciate, especially from a you know from a, a multicultural standpoint, because it's like we all have like there, there's so coming of age is his own genre. There are so many of those. So oh, yeah. I, it, each of the last three generations like has their own grouping of, of coming to age movies that like they latch on to that are different from the other two. So like to see one from this angle. And for it to be technically a period piece, which that's kind of spoiling a little bit, but like, yeah, yeah I, I, know, right? I was surprised I, by that. I went, oh, at, this, well, it, this time it explained a few things because of some of the stuff that's in it, like, oh, okay, that, like that, like the boy band thing. Yes, like that's. That, I mean, I mean, if we're gonna talk about, uh, you know, uh, we're gonna talk about relating or you know, connecting with. That's where he. That, that's where I found my kind of thing. I was like, oh, this is during that when I literally graduated high school during this time. And I went, totally. okay, I can actually uh, go, oh, yeah, yeah, Definitely. yeah, that's, uh, that's, I mean, literally, I mean, the, the, the boy band group that's featured in this, I'm like, there was a boy band group, but that just, you, you just remove one part of the name, it, that, that, basically, right, yeah. and, and make one of them black. And that's, <laughs> that's totally, that's, that was for, that was totally the image that I came up with. But no, I, I thought it was, hey, listen, dude, did, there's three things that you get with a Pixar movie for me. Usually it's usually good. It usually is relatable. And usually at some point I will cry. Yeah. I did not like what, would I put this on like toy story no. or up level? No, no. no. but I, I, it's not like I wasn't feeling anything <laughs> by the time yeah, the movie like was said, over. It was like, that, okay, that third yeah. act, that third act is strong and there's, and it really definitely uh, delves into that whole family aspect and that coming the, of age and mother daughter. It's the, big the, time the, mother daughter. The, yeah. The, the, the family thing. And, and also yeah. the, the idea of what the Panda represents in an emotional sense. Although the sure. great thing about the metaphor in that movie is <laughs> not just what the Panda represents emotionally but also yep. what it represents physically yes <laughs> which was interesting you know when you're talking about a pixar movie but i mean they, you know and i even said this in my first reaction i'm like you know it's parallels to team wolf teen wolf i mean that's what i, I kind of like you 
I, yeah. that's that's a great it's yes yeah I, as there was a part the part where they're uh the part where they're explaining their explaining it to her yeah oh yeah I, <laughs> I i thought of the scene from teen wolf where he's like where he opens the door like he won't let his dad into the bathroom and then he opens yeah. the door and his dad's just a shaggy scene as he's like an explanation yeah. is probably long overdue yes it's, it's totally. same exact thing i thought of Totally sure. kind of like that kind of sense to it. And that's, that's what I, I mean, yeah. it, it, when you have these types of movies too, it's like at first you're just going, just show, just show what's happening to you. Just, you know, stop. Don't. And then, yeah, when you just, that's what I love about in that scene in Teen Wolf where he's trying to hide it from his dad. And then he goes, fine. If you want to see it, fine. And then he just whips that door open and then he just sees that his dad looks just like him. And yeah. it's like, Oh shit. I mean, it's just that one kind of moment scene where it's like, what? <laughs> Because you know you're thinking like, oh, his dad's gonna freak out. Nope, yeah. his dad knows exactly what's happening. You know, totally. so. But yeah. but yeah, no, I, I. So so I ended up because there's still like there's still like nine. There's, this was Pixar's 25th movie. Crazy, right? Whoa, Which dude. I feel so old. Yeah, their last two movies were Soul and Onward. I saw. I didn't see Onward. I haven't seen oh, Soul or Onward. Onward. Oh, you haven't seen oh, Soul. They're both really Ray. really good. I've not seen either. Ray. Ray. Yeah. I am. I can't believe you haven't seen Soul yeah. yet. You, you know it's, what? It's, do you know what? It, wait. Do you know what it's about, right? So that I, I. Yes, I know what it's okay. about. Okay. It was like. <laughs> was like it's about it. jazz. Like, how have you not seen that? No, it's well. Uh, when did Soul come out? Oh, during the pandemic. But wasn't it wasn't it Disney no, Plus no, no. exclusive? No, no, no. The exact day that it came out. Oh. No, I don't know. eighty four day. No, it would. Okay, technically yes, it came out on Christmas. <laughs> came out oh, on yeah. Christmas. Christmas is my birthday, so oh, right. it got it got lost in the shuffle. Funny enough, I get my mom asked me for like Disney Plus access so she could watch it. So she's <laughs> seen it like on my account, but I I still haven't watched it. Oh, dude, but you gotta watch it because so there's like a I mean because I, I think Soul. It's all Wonder uh, Woman. But it, well, okay, but that Casey, <laughs> we, we had we had to review that for our show, so I, I had to I've watch it. it. In that regard, so yeah. If, if I mean, if you want me to choose between the two, I'd probably no, no, seeing I, Soul, I'd probably I get, get Soul. But like, I get it. But, but no, yeah, I, I know. Just, yeah, you're in for a treat, though, man. I was, you know, I mean, I knew the movie was going to be good, but I was like, that good? Okay, I was. I didn't know it was going to be that good. And and part of it's the music. It's not. And it's not even yeah. the jazz is fantastic, but it's the music that even Trent Reznor. Adds to it when it comes yeah, to trippy, yeah. a, trippy well, afterlife and shit. Soul is weird because it feels like a long short film. Yeah, like it's it's a yeah. really crazy like or I don't know crazy is as much as like it's it's sublime and it's like it ends and at first the first time I saw it it ended and I was like oh that's it but also yeah. that's so kind of key so to the heavy. whole yeah it's so heavy and then it's just and I don't want to I guess I won't spoil it any more than that yeah, but don't spoil it, yeah. um because Ray needs to see it but but it feels like a short film in that way where where like a short film will end and you're like oh this was just like a moment in time and um and soul has that same kind of vibe but it's you know an hour and a half or or whatever it is um and uh so yeah it's 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 really cool yeah well it's like the, like the, so soul onward and if we go if, if, if we go back further, I I haven't I still haven't seen like Incredibles two. I haven't mm. seen Finding Dory. I haven't seen Inside Out. I haven't. Ooh, I haven't Inside Out is Inside another must watch. That's a good um, one too. Yeah. There's That's like one a, of the best Pixar movies, but like also it's like 
a little more esoteric in a lot of ways that the, maybe the, la- the last Pixar movie I watched before today for turning red was it was catch up it was Coco, mm-hmm. and yeah. mm-hmm. that was one That's where great. like. The third act of that movie, I was just like, okay, give me the dip tissue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, give me the dip tissue. Third act? Actually, sure. actually, no, no, no. You know what? The whole movie. You know what? Truthfully, like, there's like the, the, the there's the dark twist that happens in that movie. Yeah. Which I was warned about, but completely forgot about the warning. <laughs> and then when it happened, and I was like, are you what? No. It, it just, it just, you know, like. You, Dude, Pixar movies just do this. They're just designed. If you're not, if you don't cry yeah. at some point yeah. during a Pixar movie, you're not watching it right. It's I know. Just, right? Yeah. It's just how it is. So, so yeah. But um, but no, it it is. It's I. Yes, I found it relatable. I did. <laughs> I found I found but it quite relatable. It yeah, I found it quite relatable in a number of places. No, not. Specific. I mean, listen. It, is there a demographic that it is aimed for? Yes. Oh, not the one he was. Not the one he was talking about. <laughs> Funny enough, the one he was talking about is like, okay, yes, this is a story that involves them, but it it's not exclusively a story about them. It's who, a story that could be about anyone. Who was talking that, about? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, I I missed context. Oh. Well, we, we all know who the review, right? Oh, review. Yes. oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. He, he, he was well, indicating that it was for a specific demographic and he, he was, he was wrong in terms of the ethnicity, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah. I don't know. I read, I read the review and didn't really get the impression that he was referring to ethnicity as much, but. I know that was what all of the attention and kind of coverage about it after the fact was. I think it was inelegantly written and oh, it, it, was, it was terribly written. It's fundamentally totally written, yeah. like, I mean, and I, I, I like Sean, but the, yeah. um, from, like, oh, from wow. a fundamental, like what I, where I would disagree with it in like fundamentally is in the, is in the fact that you are anchoring a review of a movie in your perspective of its audience appeal, um, which is, is 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 just not a fair way to approach art i think it's an interesting thing to comment on if you're saying like this is different from other pixar movies because it's got a different target audience and to approach that in a more objective way of oh hey they're taking a different approach with this but for the for it to be a a review and b say it's bad because of this reason is, is where i disagree with it and then i think the rest of it I don't know. I can't. Who who can who can say? But I think that it's a, a lot of the assumptions people were jumping to were were inferred, and definitely not anything he actually said in the review. It, it, it was well, well. Some of I mean, it, it, unless CBC News was misquoting him, which they they took quotes from the article, and they also also the tweet, which is where the uh, I think the tweet is really where the unrelatable thing came from. Yeah, the the, the, the tweet that he posted, and it was like. Yeah. Yeah, and, right. The exhausting thing too, and it's like there's already you know how you have a scenario where like you hear an argument so many times that it really starts to grate on you, and yeah. then the next time that you hear it, if anything else culturally is added to it, you just go straight to one eighty. Like yeah, as far, like like the, well, and, and, and that's why I I feel kind of like he was he I don't victim is the wrong word because I'm not trying to, but he he. I think that added to the discussion in a way that 
tilted it in a direction in that direction more than it would have been on its on its Pro face probably more because, than he intended like, right oh definitely more than he intended but like if you like it is an argument of the well why are the why are, why why is this movie not about me is like a problem with with critics especially when it comes to to race and gender and orientation and all those things um and so i don't think that that's what he was saying but because it's close and it's it's a similar angle to that a lot of people were ready to make the assumption of oh it's the same thing everyone else has been saying but like I mean, we're like we were talking about Soul or or yeah. Coco, and he loved like like Soul. He, he prayed, thought should have won yeah. Best Picture, and yeah, I, 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 I looked mm -hmm. at the reviews for those to be like, well, let's see how he addressed that one because that's a very specific demographic, and it's not yeah. doesn't match him, and it's right. And and he raved about how much he identified with the the, the characters in it, and and how great the music was, and all of these different things. Well, so and then, so, well, so then someone will just be like, well, he's he's inconsistent. He's he's a hypocrite. Yeah. He's inconsistent, yeah. you know. Like that's, there's just so many different so, ways that that things are going to approach, you know. Yeah, and it, it's and it, it, oh, oh, Las Casey. Um, yeah. it, no, it, it, he doesn't like talking about controversial <laughs> issues. <laughs> it's like I gotta get out of here. But it, yeah. it's like it's like I do. I think that it necessarily warranted the amount of vitriol, not necessarily. However, it is one of those cases where, dude, you got to read the room. You know what you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah it exactly. Was definitely a read the room situation. Like, right. and that was where I was more like, you, a, I don't agree with that approach to the review. Even if it was, even if it was a positive review, reviewing something from the basis of this is good or bad because of how much it is made for me, right. um, and um. And then, and then secondarily, if that is going to be your angle, like there is so much nuance, you have to thread a needle on that discussion, especially when you're a white dude reviewing a movie made for not white dude. Because that's what I thought was weird about it is like, I, I don't think it was elegantly worded, but the response was kind of funny because it was like, how dare this 40 year old dad not associate with a movie made for Chinese teenage girls in Toronto. He should. And like, I get there's more, it is more universality to it. So I'm not saying like that, that he was, he was inherently right in like the, this is not accessible, but it was just kind of a fun. And then of course you have all these white dudes jumping into Twitter to be like, well, I found it. I could associate with it. It's like, dude, this is not about you well, proving that you are b better than Sean. This is like... Well, because well, when this happens, you get the performatives, like especially oh, yeah. on social oh, yeah. media, you get tons of that. But no, oh, yeah. it's like like every okay. white dude who's reviewing it now goes out of their way to mention how how much they relatable. Are, are relatable. <laughs> and, and, and and there's like like it really the, the reason I was saying that that I I don't think he was on the mark in terms of like the the demographic that it was aimed for is because. Now, after having watched the movie, I'm like, okay, no, there's a, I understand why he leaned toward his particular demographic, but quite honestly, if you really look at the movie, it's much wider. Like it, it, yeah. if, if your target, if you're trying to pinpoint it, if you're trying to hit the bullseye, okay, I see what you mean, but the movie doesn't necessarily pin, it doesn't hit the, like the bullseye isn't intentional. Like they're not trying to laser focus into one group. They're yeah. telling a much broader story. And what's you know, what I, I kind of wish he had watched the, um, the documentary 
there's a 48 minute documentary oh, yeah, there is like on a, yeah it's on Disney Plus right yes and I yeah. I watched that before I <laughs> recorded my review and like that probably could have helped him <laughs> that was that was the director and like her leadership crew which is all women but they're not all Asian in fact two of them are white so it's like okay so it, and and the the whole time they're talking they, and they all have different perspectives right like. One of them is a good. one of them is a straight mother of, of three or four. Another is a uh, lesbian mother of two. Uh, another one just had a baby, and like had a baby throughout the process, like during the five years that they were putting the movie together. And then the director just got—I think she just got married. Yes, they had a Zoom wedding. If I'm not mistaken, like because of, because of the pandemic. <laughs> and so, like the and so the, they were talking yeah. about how the four of them offered completely different perspectives on not only just how they grew up at that age of the main character, but also, you know, the, 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 the parental at the parental angle of it. Like that's where the one, the producer is the one who's been in the, she's like worked for Pixar, like the entirety of the company's existence has like two or three kids and a dog and a husband and all that. And so she was, she's the one offering the perspective from the mom, like, okay, this is what the parent does and all that. And, and they were, it was a very collaborative process. So it's like, okay, no, this isn't as one dimensional as somebody might think in terms of its aim, in terms of its target. They're going in a couple of different directions. It just happens to be a, a Chinese Canadian main character. Right. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah, like I said, get it, give it a watch. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be for everybody. And that's just the way it's always supposed to be. But back to the, uh, you know, back to the oh, yeah. uh, people um, in tights and capes. What? Yeah. Uh, cause, cause <laughs> I, I, I was, I was saying this out loud. I'm pretty sure that the, that Avatar 2 and Shazam Fury of the Gods are the same day, the 16th. Is it the 16th? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't, I yeah. forgot the Although, yeah. Shazam is 12. No, it's the 16th. Or at least that's what the tw- that's what the that's what, Aaron Couch, that's what Aaron Couch's tweet said. He said 12 16 22. That's right. I, I thought it was the 16th. 12th would be 4 days right now. Yeah, well, do you guys Niji, do you guys do month day year or day oh, month year? That's a good point. That's a very good point. Is it is it flipped? <laughs> yeah, we do day month year. Oh, okay. So that's what Okay. No, no, no we we do month day year. So yeah, 12, so 12, year. yeah. Which I'm yeah, obviously, but, you, I'm, you know, that you read American media. So it is the exact same. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Okay, so like, what? Yeah. Okay, so that's okay. Now, Can't really, you know, I, I really thought, I really thought, that, I really thought that. How Tamburg dare had, you? Yeah. <laughs> I really uh, thought that Hamburg had like a little bit of a buffer. Well, uh, okay, but here, here's oh. all right. A few things with this, and <laughs> let's hear it. Twice so far, like in revitalizing my YouTube channel. I've gone into like, okay, on this day, I'm going to do a video about this. And then I've changed course twice as a result. Oh, today, welcome today to was, YouTube. <laughs> t- 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 today was one situation because I was going to do Adam Project and I ended up doing Turning Red. But yeah. Wednesday, I was totally going to do a how-to video on how to deal with people who don't like or love the Batman. And then all of that happened, and I said, screw it. I'm doing a video on how to deal with when your movie switches a release date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I totally did. And yeah. I got to be like, okay. So I am not discounting James Cameron. I am not discounting 
what the first Avatar movie did. But my legitimate question to everyone here is, why are we so afraid of the sequel 12 years later? I think it's just because we, we, we don't know what James Cameron has in store. You know, if there's going to be something that's just going to blow minds where that word of mouth, I mean, like yeah. when it came to the first avatar movie, I mean, the reason why that, that thing was so huge is because just that 3d was like, it just seemed like on a whole other level. I mean, I remember, you know, seeing it with a group of friends and we all walked out at first. We we're like, ah, 3d it was like, yeah, but apparently we have to see, you know, it's supposed to be. And we were all blown away by it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what he's done and pushed when it comes to this. I mean, there's been so lack of content. We had a couple of concept art pieces, which some of them didn't even look that great, but it's like, what? Yeah. We don't know what is happening with this movie. And I think James Cameron is trying to like, uh, keep it that way but i don't well, know i think, think there's going to be something the, the thing that is always hard to talk about with james cameron is like i totally get why people don't expect it to be good and like i'm not even a huge avatar fan i'm not sure i've ever seen it entirely all the way through in one sitting i did not see it in theaters it's a long can't, movie I can't, oh, it's a long movie i, I can't yeah, yeah i know but i can't like i can't tell you much about it so this is not me being like some sort of avatar loyalist and i'm not even that into james cameron i like i, I, I love aliens i love t2 i love you know like so, so it's not that i dislike him he's just like not one of my like top five or whatever um, but the thing with James Cameron though, is that like, that's just what he does. Um, and that's not a, like a, oh, he's the great, you know, he's, it's not even like a Nolan thing where, where you're like, oh, well, Nolan always, his movies do well at the box office or whatever. He's reliable. It's literally like name, name a record setting James Cameron movie that people thought was going to be a record setting James Cameron movie. I don't like, think any. I don't think either one of them. Like no, and, I don't think and, either and, one of them went into it with the, with those expectations. Yeah, and 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 he he like T two was the first, was like the most expensive R rated movie at the time. Yeah, True yeah. Lies was the first movie to be made for over a hundred million dollars. Um, obviously, you know, and then then uh, Titanic was was huge, and that was like marred with all sorts of insanity, budget issues, and delays, and and. And production complications, and then Which Avatar was, the was this. With him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then Avatar was this, this like WTF? What is the and like the franchise expectation was different at the time, so nobody was like, like we're in this place now where someone's like, oh well, you have Avatar, where I'm not going to clap when anybody shows up on screen because I don't, I'm not attached to any of those characters. Whereas they're like, oh no, there's all these like I'll clap if Superman is in Shazam, and like that's going to be a big, you know. So you don't have that like that's kind of the way people view these things now is like you throw True. ip into it and it has and so mm -hmm. people think well which one's going to be bigger well the one that has the surprise toby mcguire cameo is going to be the bigger one like I, that, that's that's why people think multiverse um, of madness is going to be like yeah. the best movie of the and, year and not that that doesn't work and isn't successful it's just that when like i don't know why or how james cameron does it but the fact of the matter is like statistically speaking historically speaking tr like trend wise it you just don't bet against him because it's not like he his he's always the well this is just some crazy thing james cameron is doing and then it comes out and it just blows the doors off anything people have even imagined was possible in terms of box office <laughs> like and it's like you look at like the, the difference between like that and Endgame. well everybody like that would like people knew that was going to oh, happen there, there it was, was coming a, forever right. and it was there was yeah, this build up and it was this huge hullabaloo whereas like avatar right. he's just like yeah i, I made this <laughs> 
weird blue alien tail sex movie. Yeah, so you saw it there. <laughs> no, I've seen the whole thing. I just I haven't seen it in one okay. sitting. I've seen I, that part a bunch of times. I took Smurfs and 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 Fern Gully and you know and they all come from pocahontas anyway you know like it's yeah, yes, know, right? they're all derived from that <laughs> totally and, and look i well which is you know george that's the same approach george lucas did with star wars just took all these different classical yeah, inspirations that's what you're that's what you yeah do. well that's so it's what, not I, right well i i there was some stuff earlier this this week about you know people talking about you know how the batman ripped off other movies and i'm like okay if we're going to go down that road as far as movies ripping off other movies then Stop watching movies. They all rip off of everybody. Whatever. But like, no, you're right. In 2009, that was like, we saw that in IMAX. And that was one of those cases where like, everybody it said, yeah. like it, it was, it, everybody said, you got to see it in IMAX. It's so, and we went at like 10 in the morning and thought on a Sunday and thought it would be okay. New sold out 10 in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah. Sold again, out IMAX you theater. expected it to be fine. Cause why would the movie about blue people, <laughs> well, I mean, there was nothing, you know, you know, and and it was a different landscape back then as well because I mean, the MCU. This main was, gimmick, I would say, is the three D thing. Yeah, I think the three D thing. Yes. The three D thing. And this well, is what I remember. That was also not just have. for theaters though, but that was a huge one of the first. I don't know how earlier that was in the Blu-ray game, but that was like the reference Blu-ray people were buying when they were getting a new TV. They would get Avatar to show off their, you know, mm -hmm. that was I think I think that was before 4K. I think that was like. Blu-rays were new yeah. and 1080p yeah. was like the standard and people were like, I got a 1080p TV. Do you want to watch Avatar <laughs> on it? Like, <laughs> No, it was, so, yeah. Well, it was big yeah, in the home market too. And, and part of that was spillover because of how blown away everybody was when they saw it in the theater. Which, <clears throat> yeah. okay, totally understand. Yes. And it's not that I'm betting against James Cameron because I'm not. I, I, I am a James Cameron fan. Okay, mm -hmm. Aliens, the yeah. first two Terminator movies, True yeah. Lies, the Everybody. Abyss, which I, the yeah. Abyss is the one you haven't seen, right? Steven? Uh, the Abyss, yeah, yeah. You have haven't seen, seen it? it. I have not seen it. Yeah, no, see, that's see, see, see of all the Cameron movies to see, that's the one. You yeah, I know. See. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we talked about this a few weeks ago, but like it's just, <laughs> I, 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 I knew that was the status, and because that's the way everybody talks about it, I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen it, and like the Blu-ray or the the DVD transfers or whatever that are the strip, like the the copies you can find online are just like notoriously not good transfers i'm like you know what no, it, yeah. and he's, he's supposedly got a new one i guess he's had it coming forever but if there's They've legitimately a, but there was an update about it a month or two ago but mm -hmm. um but like if that's legitimately on the way like i would prefer for that to be the way i i watch it instead of like yeah. watching a no, bad no. transfer and being well, like i'll probably well, rewatch yes. it and, and then try to try to watch the director's cut too uh, yes well, watch the yeah. Watch the the one with the longer ending, definitely. Yeah, yes. definitely do that. Um, and we got Mr. Samuel yeah. showing up, Mr. Team GBS. What's up, buddy? JBS, what's, what's up? Hey. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Yeah. Hello. How's it going? It's going, man. Yeah. It's you late. awake? <laughs> it's late. <laughs> I know. Thanks for dropping by, you know. Appreciate it. Now, we're just talking about, you know, the the... Release dates getting moved this week, and uh, Shazam oh, going God. up against Avatar. You know? I, 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 yeah, it, so it, 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 like I was saying, I'm not betting against Cameron. I'm not saying yeah. Avatar is going to, fa I, I don't think it's going to fail because no, I, I have seen this movie before, Stephen, as far as like James Cameron blasting apart the box office, like just randomly with I'm the king of the world or. Yeah. 
the blue oh. people in the trees. Well, like, and it's not even it like, I don't <laughs> even know if he has any opening weekend records. Like all of his, ma- no, well, his Titanic is probably a pretty good opening weekend, it, but it's legs. It's always legs. It's all, that, yeah. all, le- yes, all legs. Ta- Titanic. James probably, Cameron has legs for days. I, I think Titanic <laughs> is still like, wasn't it, that was over <clears> a year, wasn't it? Like it was in theaters a very long yeah. time. Yeah, it's yeah. still in theaters, in you know, in some places. The number of people I know who like are not regular theater goers, <laughs> like who who see you know rarely see movies, and it's usually you know it's not even they're not into like the the cinematic stuff. It's always like an Adam Sandler comedy or whatever that they end up going to. <laughs> <clears throat> like people like that, I know that have stories about like the third time they went to see Titanic in the course of a week and mm-hmm. how long they had to wait in line. Like it's, it's one of those cultural things where it's like, you don't even have to be in the, in, in the movies and people are like, Oh yeah, I saw Titanic five times. It's like, why? I don't yeah. like, <laughs> right. it's good. It's I, a good movie, but like, it's, I, yeah, and that's I, why I, I say you don't bet it against James Cameron specifically because like, I can't tell you why Titanic did that. I can't tell you why Avatar did that, but it, hmm. they did, but it did it twice. It's, it's there, and not just right. in a big way, but in the biggest way, I, I, the and, record and, wasn't broken for a decade, and then he broke yeah. it. And then it wasn't broken for a decade again, and it took a 30-movie franchise <laughs> to, to <laughs> barely tip over the edge. And, like, And, and everything uh, that Steven is saying is actually the most objective stuff we can talk about, because box office is purely <laughs> its numbers. It's purely yeah. objective. We cannot dispute it. So, so with, the, with the box office, there's a proof that you know everybody and their moms have seen the movie. So yeah. when that movie comes out, the entire thing depends on the marketing. They'll market that movie like it's yes. the, you know, it's the must-see experience of your lifetime thing. Unless the movie, that's one of those things where like your parents are going to text you and be like, "Is that yeah?" And like you're like, "I don't even know you guys see movies anymore." <laughs> like right. yeah, yeah. I mean, but, 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 do y'all but, think it's catered to the fact that James knows how, or he's probably mastered at this point, how to create an experience of yeah, cinema? That's what yeah, mean, yeah, you know what I mean by right, that? I, like it's kind of like. Even if you take Titanic, you know, it was kind of like it was a song. It was yeah, the, the lore yeah, of the two amazing is. actor and actresses. And and then the massiveness of what they're trying to do, like the experience itself is why, you know, girls and guys kept going back and forth to the theater. And so mm-hmm, when I thought yeah. about even with Avatar, I heard y'all talking about it wasn't even so much the story. The story is so simplistic. It's the reality of what he put into the technology that created an experience that people had to keep going back to see over and over again it's not it's not like the dark knight like the dark knight it was like the story the cinema it it was a moment you know but this was an experience and evolution of technology to the point that when i bought that uh 3d blu-ray i played it maybe like three years ago and put it in my i think my playstation 4 and like it still looks better than any quality 4K or Blu-ray I have right now, and it's and it's and it's just the fact that James knew what he was doing, and I think that he's going to try to set an atmospheric moment again, but he's keeping his cards close to the chest. Um, yeah. I don't know what that means because Zoe Zaldana, she did some kind of like little interview or whatever. She was talking about the oh, yeah. immersive experience of underwater and how he's trying to evolve that yeah. uh, unlike anything we've ever seen before and I, I mean he's done it before so I'm not saying he's not going to do it again it's just been so much time and so many yeah. movies and so much experiences that we've had well and, and you think and about the ways that that can be done visually is one big way obviously like you've got like how do you make that like Aquaman and like even Justice League like they look 
good, and this isn't even an insult against them, but this whole like wet for dry thing that movies right. usually do, you can tell that they're like moving through the air and it looks like they're underwater, but it doesn't feel like they're they're underwater, which is right. fine for like this fantastical thing. But if you think about like le legitimately being underwater and, and being literally immersed in it, um, the the visuals and the 3D and how he does that with lighting and everything is going to be one like the stuff that happens to light underwater is like what and but then on top on top of that you've got like imagine the sound engineering that's going to go into this like if we're talking about an immersive well, experience he's going to go underwater I bet people, like this might be like well who knows I might get ahead of myself here but like it could even be like one of those Blair Witch effect things where like people have to leave the theater because of claustrophobia. If they're getting like sound design, and, like, IMAX, like well, and then so and then just going back to Titanic, what I what I was gonna say too is like I remember specifically like just watching that movie when after the iceberg hits and blah blah blah, and then they like give that estimated time of like oh we have an hour before this ship sinks. Guess what? It took an hour. It like you can put your watch. It to, did. You're no, like, it's oh. yeah. No, it. You fucking timed it. Where it's like yeah, there's an hour left. Till the freaking boat is completely sub submerged. Oh, also, we're, we're, boobs in a three PG thirteen movie. That I too. Think. Can't underestimate yeah, that the impact of that's boobs true. in a PG thirteen movie. No, he, yeah. Well, oh it, what could you talk about? That, what could you talking about? Men and women that went back. Like, like it's 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 one thing of like all the girls or if all the women are like, hey, I want to go see the movie, but no, the guys. Oh, I guess I'll tag along. Or, right, right, <laughs> exactly. But also, there was Leo. Yeah. yeah, he was an up and coming, you yeah, know. He was, God. yeah. Well, and, and, lady, and, it, it, and, and it, it, you still have, I think, because because Kiki Palmer has has said this a lot, but at, but there there's still a large contingent of people that hate Kate Winslet because of the door, <laughs> because because there was more than enough room for Jack on the door, and they're right. like, she let him die. Basically, yeah. there's still people pissed about that to this day. Of course, but, yeah. but that's <laughs> but, yeah. also the kind of thing that, like, not that he necessarily did that intentionally, but that's the kind of cultural awareness that Cameron has also, where he's able to push, like, like, like we were saying, the Celine Dion song, mm -hmm. and like he knows how to put these things out there. That's like this is going to this element is going to, like, like Arnold as Terminator, for example, is one of those right. decisions that like the movie's great. I mean, especially T two, but like even T one. But like, what latched on about those movies was it people being like, this is cinema, or was it like the iconographic? I'll be back and and like that kind of stuff that really caught on with it. I mean, so, that's so, that's a good point though because it's it's kind of like when I think about T one, that's a blend of horror and that's action. a horror movie, yeah, Perfect. horror movie. You know yes, what I'm saying? It is, like it's, yeah. it's nobody thinks about T one. It's like oh wow, it's no like it's T two, but it hit both demographics of people. You know what I'm saying? Like the horror fans love that movie and then the action fans like oh this is a part of the start of this franchise the, culturally the, there and are then part, you have arnold you know the, the, there are parts of terminator that are flat out terrifying yeah oh yeah like absolutely it, it's, scary. it's a scarier it's a scary movie than t2 like oh, t2 oh, is vastly, like pure, yes. pure, t2 is like purely i mean it's like an it's 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 a huge it's a blockbuster action film yeah, it's got some like kind of you freaky elements, but it's you, you not know, as freaky as the first one. Though. Well, the first it, one was literally a fever dream that he it, had. It, it's yeah. the difference like, between it's the same difference between Alien and Aliens. It's the yeah. exact True. same difference, exactly. Yeah. Which, yeah. once again, a great understanding of how to evolve. Imagine the number of people who would come in to do a sequel to Aliens and just iterate, shitting the bed. Yeah. On and like, it would have been, like James Cameron could have made a great, you know, he made Terminator, right? He could have made a great like 
kind of one alien and another yeah but he totally changed the genre up but it doesn't it it, it's it's it doesn't feel like a course change or anything he just gave it something completely fresh and then once again you've got all that those iconic like we're gonna die man like game over like all that like why i think that i still think the best thing he did with terminator 2 was flipping arnold's character because if you Mm -hmm. saw the first movie Flipping you, Arnold's character and 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 Sarah Connor. I mean, she was like this yes. damsel in distress and like this helpless, you know, woman. And then all of a sudden, she becomes this oh, badass. Dude, her first yes, scene but, in the psych ward in T two. Oh, is she's like, just doing oh, pull up. Fantastic. <laughs> well, but but it, and yeah. it's almost to the point where it's it's such a, a a flip for both of them where it's like, yeah. what did? Wow, you re, like it's the amount of evolution in the in the years between like the first film and the second film. It's like, wow, they. Complete and 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 that I remember. I think it threw. I think it even threw my dad off when he saw it because he's thinking <laughs> Arnold is hunting the kid, and then you know there's that scene in the hallway and he's just like get down. And it's like, yeah. oh no, Arnold's the good guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> like okay, Dude, and that, that that scene. Oh my god, I love that. I love that scene so much because. You know, it's John trying to get away from uh, the T-1000, and then he sees the T-800. And, well, and that's when he's got know, the roses and the, like, the yeah, slow-motion roses. Like... Shotgun, <laughs> and then he's caught in between both of them, and you hear both their themes mash together because totally. they both have their individual themes, and they mash together, and it's just like, what the hell? It's all slow motion, right. and then he goes, get down. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> and then it's just, oh. You, yeah. you're you watch there... that fresh, you go, what? I don't even oh, know yeah. who's... Who's going to, what? They both after him? What's going on? Right. Yeah. It was, and, and so, so I'll tell you what, it, it, again, not to discount Cameron and not to discount his ability. <laughs> you say this. <laughs> if he can pull something like this off in today's world after, because there's, the there's the other, because there's the other thing, you got to realize hard. that like, you know, even this when pre superhero boom, boom, the, the, that's not, thing. not just, not just pre superhero boom, but also pre social media toxicity Boom. <laughs> because true. when the first Avatar movie came out, they downplay even Avatar now. Well, that's right, and, and so it's like he's got a lot of competition that he yeah. didn't have to deal with when he was breaking records. Now, in terms of people's attention spans and in terms of people's like attitudes in general, like if he does it now, then he is the greatest filmmaker of all time. Like he, 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 he captures, like if, if he can, if he can actually do that, like if he can recreate that in this environment with all, with, with Twitter and Instagram and every fucking idiot on Facebook, if he can do all of that now, then build him a gold statue. Like I know for, he's for gonna, the he the is definitely there. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm but also don't, don't how overestimate how much that. of that pressure is, is from the bubble though. Like Twitter isn't isn't only a pretty small sample, but no, it's, it's right. been proven to be demographically not remotely representative of I, like I, the general population. P- p- please right. say that one more fucking time <laughs> for the people for in every, back. for everyone that's still <laughs> seriously, because right? when it comes to cape shit, nobody can figure yeah. that out. And it's not just cape. I mean, it's like literally every like like politically or or sports or whatever bubble you're in, like Twitter. Twitter is is not consistent with general you know population at all demographics and and so you but you get these this this echo chamber of like people knocking Cameron or doubting you know what uh, what Avatar two is going to do or whatever 
And like, like I said, this is one of those ones where like your aunts and uncles and cousins who aren't like active well, cinephiles are going to, they're going to, I saw there was, there's a, um, a site that does surveys of upcoming movies and rates like the hype level or anticipation level or whatever. And it's not well developed enough for me to know exactly how credible it is, but it was interesting because, um, the it lined up pretty well with how things like ended up performing at the box office, which isn't that hard to do. Like you can say like Spider-Man's going to do well and this isn't, but um, what I thought was really interesting was that we, you know, we were a year out or whatever. Last time I checked it from, um, from Avatar two and it had one of the highest hype levels in terms of like man on the street, which of these movies are you looking forward to? People were like, Oh, Avatar two, because on Twitter, everybody's like obsessed with the day in day out news of like, you know, you're not getting these set photos and interviews and other franchise movies that are going to connect. Oh, they're setting up this character for Avatar and then they're going to team up with this other character from Avatar. No, like you're not getting that multimedia, multi-platform experience, which some people anticipate would like impact box office. But, you know, James Cameron was doing these numbers, numbers that only two movies have beaten since before shared universes were even a thing. Yep. And so like even mm -hmm. shared universes are barely beating what he was doing before before that was the box office norm um and we also so, got to remember too that 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 they went all in with what three sequels four sequels how many yeah, well, and getting? that's the other crazy four thing sequels, because yeah. it was like a billion dollars for four movies yeah which people thought was insane but if you look at like that's 250 million per each but also yeah. You know, there is a. I, I found a number and I can't remember what it is, but there's a like 50% or like some really significant number of um, savings that you get on efficiency from doing these movies all at once. Well, like when they do two movies back to back, um, where because you don't have to work on scheduling, you don't have to break down sets and rebuild them, you oh, don't yeah, have yeah. to, yeah, they, you they know, tear all, down of, and all, the, yeah, all it's, of those it's, things, it's, and you can just do it all at once. And there's and there's an insane amount of savings. And so, I've got to imagine that when you're doing four movies, that number, that percentage of savings on efficiency only goes up the more you expand how much you're doing at once. So, I wouldn't be shocked if these movies are like budgeted for, you know, if the if it's the equivalent of like 350 million dollars plus her in terms of value and then once again it's james cameron so stretch that by another 20 percent of of production value because of what he's able to get out of this stuff like the, these are going to be some of the like not only is can he he can take a low budget and and not that avatar was low budget but i mean like you were saying um that like the blu-ray still looks like better than anything else today and that was a movie that was like 250 million dollars a decade a decade and a half ago so what happens when he's got 300 million plus today like <laughs> yeah so, i know so, that's so, so, so here so, so then here's the real okay so then here's the real question because <laughs> i think that all of us are expecting some level of wtf with james cameron okay <laughs> yeah. fine so if we're let's say that that is the case let's say that it sticks to its december 16th release date which I personally, I still don't even know that that is 100% solid. I mean, no release date is really 100% solid until the movie drops. But let's say that it is. Are you hear that, Morbius? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus um, Christ. But, uh, but let's say that that's all the case. All right. So then what, uh, like, what is really our concern with respect to 
Shazam Fury of the Gods in relation to it. Because we're not looking for that movie to even make necessarily half of what Avatar might make if it ends up being another James Cameron phenomenon. I mean, I, I, aren't we really just looking for it to, I don't know, survive? Or like, I mean, what? How lucrative does? How lucrative are we looking for that movie to actually be? Well, I don't know what the what the budget is because obviously that's always the two and a half times budget or whatever. But also, especially with like the forty five day box office windows now, theatrical, in my mind, is is it's still a big deal, but it's kind of just a precursor to the movie's ultimate profitability on streaming. Yes. Yeah. Because all yes. of this stuff now is going to be in theaters for 45 days. Then it's going to, going to go to HBO max. Yes. Um, that is a, that is a, that is a unprecedented bargain for anyone who wants to, you know, we all know people I'm sure from childhood or whatever friends who were like, Oh, I'm going to wait for blockbuster or whatever. When it's yeah. in the theater at the time oh, yeah. for me, that was like insane. People were like, Oh, I'm going to wait to see Lord of the Rings until it's out on, on VHS. on VHS and oh. and it was like well, how can you wait that long and now so you take all of those those people that were willing to wait you know months for a, a physical release that wasn't nearly as good and now they only have to wait a month and a half for a Dolby Atmos streaming experience <laughs> there, there, like, there, there, there are people right now that have not seen the Batman and are wait are ready and waiting for day one on HBO Max yeah like they're, my they're, wife is one of and once again, this is this is one of those like everyone in film Twitter is going to see it right away, right? And whereas like the general public, you go out and they're like, "Oh yeah, I want to see that." Well, did you see it right away? Well, what's the like the 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 perspective of like I need to see this day? Like, they're not looking at spoilers daily. They're not encountering like mm-hmm. maybe there's water cooler chatter or whatever. But the entire culture of like you have to see this right away just isn't there unless they're like no. so. There's, um, yeah, there's always yeah. going to be a certain group that has to see it right away. But yeah, I talk to people too. I'm like, oh, wait for the, uh, you know, the th- uh, theaters to, you know, not be so full and stuff. There's always going to be the, those mm-hmm. people. By the way, Sam, yeah. thoughts on the Batman? I didn't. I uh, what was it? give your thoughts, your initial thoughts on the Batman <laughs> since you weren't here last week. Oh man, that terrible movie. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, joking, joking. No, um, I I personally felt like. The Batman was one of the best live action narratives they've ever done, honestly. Mm. Um, a lot of people want to make the comparison, what's the best Batman movie? But for me, this was the best Batman-centric film that they've ever done. Um, most of the time, the Batman films, the villains are more intriguing and take the mm. spotlight over Batman. Not only was Robert Pattinson, in my personal opinion, like a psychologically imbalanced Batman that we had, but he never was really the the veil of bruce wayne wasn't even created yet like yeah. it was just raw batman to the point that he wasn't even dodging out of the way of bullets like he he's just raw unadulterated just pure that's batman a, that's he a good point he didn't dodge a single bullet in that whole he, movie. he put himself in the line of fire all time no matter what situation you he know what it wasn't about a finesse it was about there was a the scene there was a, the, the scene in the rafters and, uh, you know, again, we were already got, gone past spoilers. I didn't really notice it. I saw it three times, but like I knew there was something that was interesting about that scene until somebody actually pointed out on the timeline where like the, like the two of the Riddler guys were going to shoot at the same time. And he dodges that away, but he puts his arm up and the bullet ricochets off his arm and hits him in the cow. 
Yeah, I was it, like, holy shit. I'm like, I did not notice that the three times I watched it. But yeah, he literally like when those two are about to shoot, he stops the bullet from so then they don't kill each other. And it ricochets onto his into it to his head. And then he falls down. And it's like, Jesus Christ. I'm like that little yeah. detail. I was like, man. Yeah. yeah but crazy. As far as as far as the film, again, I think that all actors really brought it. The villains oh. were on the same playing field as Batman, and I just personally really loved it. I've only seen it twice. I saw it once when it first came out uh, for press, and then I just saw it maybe a few nights ago in IMAX. I had to see it in IMAX before it dropped. Uh, my wife was waiting. She's one of those people that's going to wait the 45 <laughs> days since on HBO Max. I've been begging her to go to the movie, see it. Um, it's, it's like a Batman dream come true to me. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know any way to kind of put it. If you're a Batman fan and understand Batman, especially year two Batman, um, it's the perfect film for you. But um, I, one thing I wanted to ask you guys, though, about the whole Shazam thing, initially with Shazam, was it, um, what was the original date that was supposed to release? Was it January? June. 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 It was June yeah, of next uh, year. June, June of next year, yep. They yeah. took it from June next year to bring it to December? Mm-hmm. Well, the reason why the reason why is like um, they they I mean it it was filming before they, they, the Flash. They, they they've been they, Shazam has been wrapped for months. Yeah, and they've, they've already they, been doing yeah. test screenings. They've been doing like uh, at the beginning of the year. Oh yeah. Like, oh, there's a there's a DC test screening happening, and people were like, "It's the Flash, it's the Flash." And I was like, "I think it, you know." I kept thinking, I was like, "It's a little too early." And then sure enough, it was revealed that it was Shazam. So then all of a sudden, like, and I think we've even talked about it on the vodka stream, we're like, there's no way that they keep that 2023 date. How does that not get bumped up if they're already doing test screenings, especially if they went well? And, and yeah. sure enough, there we go. It got bumped up six months. And so. Its first release date originally was April 1st, 2022. Holy shit. For the <laughs> Oh, for Fury right. of the Gods. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so well, it was delayed to November 4th, I think because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, then, yeah. The pandemic's really screwed. Yeah. That, and that's uh, people <clears throat> really should need to stop discounting that the pandemic stuff has thrown everybody. You know, like, that's yeah. another thing that came out about this is like, because I've seen a lot of sentiment of, well, now it's not the year of DC anymore. And I think that <laughs> the reference point for that is they looked at what Marvel just did last year. And what they don't understand is, Releasing four movies from one franchise in a six-month period is not optimal. Edit. Disney did not was, want to do that. They had we're five still, DC getting, movies this year. Yeah, we're still we're still well, we're still getting four, right? I mean, if you count Super Pets, if you count Super Pets, getting, yeah, um, we're still getting Black Adam and Shazam two yeah. months away from each other, well, by the well, way, and that's right. the same. Yeah, that was that's like that's like the same. It, well, know, and and, and, and now listen, if, if there's any speculation, if there's any tinfoil hat. Where, I'm, where if there's anything that I'm willing to put my tinfoil hat on, it's about possibly being any type of connection between <laughs> Black Adam yeah. and Sh- and well, it, dude, fingers crossed. Seriously, there's Sam, also there's also crossed. one more thing that Stephen kind of reminded me. Um, maybe it's true or not. I don't know, but uh, Snyderverse being about... restored, right? Is that, <laughs> that the one? Then we'll oh. talk about that later. But oh god. <laughs> But um, you you reminded me of the Justice League situation where the execs wanted the bonus, right? Oh, right. Before leaving. Oh. And all their movies, the whole slate was this year. And Toby Emmerich's last you know, year is this one. Mm-hmm. So 
I was wondering, maybe he wanted to, you know, keep all these movies this year because, you know, he'll get the bonuses for it. To get kind of, some kind of bonus before that. he gets through so, for his contract. Or at least he knew that he's going to leave. If, if you want me to believe that these that this release date shift is a signal that he's leaving, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm right there with But it's just, it's just one point that maybe he was trying to just cram all these in there. Well, not necessarily for for bonuses, but to to maintain a appearance of a re of reliability. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, it, it, I think that people are confused with the the COVID getting the blame because they're like, well, but everything is like opening back up. So like, why are these being delayed? When it's 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 a it's a downstream effect of mm -hmm. all of these all of these productions were shut down. All of these VFX houses like were shuttered, and so. And so, sure, everything is opening up right now, but what that means is that while they didn't have work, because that was a big deal for like Zack Snyder's Justice League, remember, they were saying we're happy we can give them work because they're like, they have nothing, like, there's no, nothing right coming now. through the pipeline. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, all of a sudden, like, it's not like they're, they're taking, you can't just like cut a year out of existence, right? So, like, there's a year of backlog of stuff that needs to be done. And now, all of a sudden, yes. all these things are going back into production. Right. to ramp up and on top of that you've got all these streaming services and everything doing more and more content than than ever before with high end vfx stuff netflix acquired scan line right because they're doing all of this insane stuff um and so not only do they have the pandemic backlog but then well, finally people are like oh we're making movies again and so and so the vfx studios went from zero to 60 just right. like that and so when you've got four movies you got aquaman is very vfx intensive yeah. you know and you've all got all these other are. ones yeah, there were, uh, yeah, Black Adam and Ted, you know. girl, maybe. <clears throat> and so, um, yeah, so so that's so it's 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 a it's a time crunch of like you literally just can't get all of that work done when and they're not the only studio doing that and the, a lot of these VFX houses serve more than one studio you know so that's, that's Marvel true. and DC yeah. and Star Wars uh, well, it, less so Star Wars because they they lean so much on ILM but yeah but even so ILM works with more than but, than just their stuff but it's all coming to them at once yeah. Right, but this is all stuff that, you know, generally speaking, our circles just does not... Whenever this stuff happens and people freak out, it's very clear. It's like, yeah, y'all don't understand the business. Y'all just do not get... Like, logic just escapes people when it comes to all... Like, no, and, 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 and when and, and going back to the Marvel thing, it's like, okay, they had Black Widow in July, Shang-Chi in September, Eternals in November, No Way Home in December. Now, I realize that as a fan of all of that you were happier than a pig and shit for six months i totally get right. that but here's what you don't understand what you don't understand is the black widow and eternals were supposed to come out the year earlier yeah there were supposed to be 2020 movies and you weren't supposed to get the other two until last year and the right. order was even shifted around that because shang chi was supposed to be after eternals eternals yep. supposed to be first then shang chi right so this idea of disney backloading the back end of 2021 they were that was their backlog they were doing that to catch up not okay. to make it a regular schedule the only thing that sucks about the the whole the dc slate thing is the fact that you know that dc sizzle reel <laughs> that came out right. and that was playing that was playing in front of the what batman so, so, so yeah so, so it's just like it was like I, oh I, I, no. I, I, but but but, but pursuant to steven's bubble point i have to ask because yeah. so many people are like that is such a bad look. How many people in the general audience even Correct. remember that sizzle reel after watching the movie? Probably not a lot. Yeah, yeah they, they don't remember what they, the movies were postponed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, or, or also they don't they don't 
to them the, the idea of like like have you ever tried to explain movie drama to somebody who's not like yeah. dude they look yeah. at me like they, they, they look at me like i'm speaking backwards yeah like, and like and to, and, and to be like and so you know to explain like the idea of there being drama or whatever over a movie's release date they'd be like i mean they had to change it because of stuff happened i don't see what the like you know and then be you know that's not even touching on like the you know like the film twitter or whatever or fandom kind of drama that's just a the type of person who's going to look at a release date change and be like, how dare you is not 90% of the people who are buying tickets for it. No, they see that as like, Oh, the bagel store was out of bagels today. I'll get a bagel tomorrow. Exactly. Like, <laughs> no, no, he's right. He's right though. That's a, that's, 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 a, that's a great analogy. He's right. Yeah. Because seriously, the, if I tell my mom or anybody that, Oh, Aquaman's not coming out until March. Oh, all right. I'll see it in March. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, Oh God damn it. I was hoping to see it during Christmas. No, no, right. nobody's going to know that. Who knew these release dates anyways? Yeah, I know. But it's just kind of funny how like, I just because every time I saw the Batman three times, that sizzle reel was right in front of it, and there was like yeah, the yeah. DC kind of thing, and I was like, and every time, and then, but now it's just like, oh shit, like yeah, they, you, they, you they put that in front, you know. Yeah. I think the fandom thing is also playing a role in it because people always like, what are your most three anticipated films this year? And I think that if we're being completely transparent here, most people would say, you know, Doctor Strange two, The Flash and later on avatar 2 but now you know it kind of looked like oh man flash is taken out of there other stuff's going to be shifted around so now it's changed to being dr strange 2 if it keeps its date <laughs> avatar 2 well. and then black panther 2 all in the no, same it, year it, it, and all this is disney you know what i'm saying like yeah, all this true. is disney and so i think that it it plays on <laughs> the defense of the dc fandom they're like yeah. man why are we always getting but it could be that later on those films are going to be moved too we I, I don't know if black panther is going to keep this release date i don't um, think i i, I, don't I, think I, I have a lot of doubts on that one Samuel. Yeah. i i i mean that you want to talk about it a, right you want to talk about a troubled production well they oh, would yeah. like to be shooting it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is not done being shot yet but i don't believe they are actively shooting at this is, it i is thought a, they were like started shooting are, back oh uh, maybe they did i don't know i just know that they had like cameras were like halted for like months no uh, no it was january they said january it was going to start shooting well because okay. well, of her well because it was the big delay was because of her back injury right like because yeah. she got hurt and then but, well, one of but, it one of the reasons that was one of, old, one died, of well yes injured <laughs> no you know it, look it's look, look i we don't need to get into that you need a shot oh sorry um yeah that movie i mean uh you know that movie is just gonna be you know i yeah, I think you're right. I think that's going to get pushed the next year, too. I, I don't know. So. I mean, like, I'm trying to think. Is there another Marvel movie besides Across the Spider-Verse, which please keep that well, where see, that's at. I, I have more. I have more. See, Ooh, here's, yeah, Mo- I that. Morbius yeah. was going to come out in. Oh, that's right. Mor- uh, Morbius was going to come out into January if it wasn't for Omicron. Omicron screwed them over. And and, and yeah. Warner Brothers basically just rolled the dice and, and said, OK, by March, it should be it should die down. And they were right. 
they they they, they gambled on it and it worked out. So it's like, all right, well, cool. we were so worried about that. Remember that, I, dude? That we were. Everybody we were all, was so we, worried about we the were, Batman being delayed again. We have never. <sighs> I have never been that happier to see like the official. Like the, it was like a couple of days after the Marvel scene, the official account posted March fourth. I'm like, thank you, God, <laughs> yeah. March fourth. Thank God. you. And it still sucks that that movie couldn't come out in October because it's so fit. The original oh, yeah. October release. It does, the Halloween so atmosphere. I know. Yeah. But it would like, have been so perfect. It would have been. But no, I, I yeah, I, I think Black Panther very well probably is going to get moved. I, I don't have much faith in it at all that it's going to stick to its original date. Doctor Strange, I think, will. I think Multiverse of Madness will stick. I think it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And that's going to be huge because we all know. I mean, I'm just wondering, like, I'm, I mean, all the theories and all the speculations when it comes to that. Do we need another trailer? No. Um, I think uh, it's just kind of fun. I just, I'm surprised with all the, the, the secrecy that came with, with Toby and Andrew in Spider-Man. I am so surprised that in that trailer that they, they were just like, yeah, we're going to have Patrick Stewart. <laughs> we're going to have Xavier stay aligned and we're going to see like his ear. I mean, like, 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 like no one was gonna know, like no one was gonna know who that voice was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's so weird that they would do that because and not accompany it with a press push for like announcing that he was cast in it. Well, yeah. or, and he's and, not even well, allowed to talk about it because in interviews he's like, "Oh, I don't know what you're well, talking the, about." The, the, like, the other, well, the now other he doesn't give a shit. The, well, the other difficulty <laughs> with that, the, the other difficulty with that, Stephen, is that he he's been working for the last year because he's been yeah. in California shooting. Season Picard. two, it, he's been shooting season two, and they shot season two and season three of Picard like concurrently. They right. just wrapped season three, which is going to be the final season. It's only going to be a three season series, but like he's been busy, like working, like with Paramount this whole time. So like he probably definitely <laughs> they didn't want to put anything. him through the Andrew Garfield fucking ringer. Man. Not at eighty years old, and I mean that literally. Yeah, he's but, 80. but at the same time. <laughs> At the same time, when when he was first asked about that, he was so perfect on how he had. A- oh, he's. The yeah. Dude, I mean, he's, first he first he said it was like I was just at home watching football. I don't know how could I be that. And then and then and then there was like another time he goes, "Who's Doctor Strange?" And it was just like, "There you go, buddy." And, but then now he's just going, "Yep, it's me. <laughs> That's my. Yeah, I'm surprised I, people recognize my voice. I'm like, I'm like." You have a distinct voice, sir. There's, there's, well, sir. I wonder if he got clearance for that or if it was just like one of those I things where he's he like, did. well, I'm Patrick Stewart and I don't want to pretend that I don't know what they're talking about for another couple months. So I'll just. He, 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 has, he has built in clearance. No yeah. one. <laughs> if he tells Feige to jump, Feige says how high. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what I was saying, though. Stewart I wonder, because he's a polite guy. Like, I wonder if he was like, is it okay if I talk about this? Or if he was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do this dance i saw andrew garfield do this dance i'm not gonna do that dance. he probably <laughs> politely said that he probably yeah. politely i'm not gonna said. say i'm a werewolf or you know a wolf right. whatever you said, you know. i'm not gonna, that's not gonna right. the, other, the other marvel movie that's coming out this year is thor I know. We well, always forget about Thor. Don't forget, like, Thunder. Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be bigger than people. Like, remember that first movie was the yep. biggest the biggest box office of the of 2020? I, I, I still haven't seen so, it. Oh. It's solid. It's an enjoyable movie. I, I've never been too, like, you know, I don't just don't like his voice as much. What's his name? See, I love I, Ben Schwartz. So. Yeah, I love <laughs> Ben Schwartz, too, but I don't like him as, as the voice. I don't know why. Maybe I'm oh, too man. spoiled with... 
it doesn't bother me. It doesn't take me out of it. It's still a very enjoyable movie. I mean, Jim Carrey, fucking every scene that he's in. I mean, I haven't seen Jim Carrey on that level in a long time. Yes, that was '90s Jim Carrey in that movie. Okay, it was 100% '90s Jim Carrey. Like it was. Yeah, but he I, still I, has it at his six I, years I, old. Or I was still because because part of the, this is where like the, the the fandom sometimes the fandom illogic seeps into your brain and you don't mean it to, but it just changes your behavior. Like I was still pissy over the VFX thing that happened with the first movie. Oh yeah, so I was like, so, so I was like, fuck it, I'm not gonna watch this movie. I don't like how <laughs> I don't like how film Twitter bullied them into changing this shit. I hate that. Whatever. Although at some, in, in at a, some point I will watch didn't it. it. Didn't it come out that they want that the now they, initially they, they wanted the other be, design yeah. in the studio for something more. No, there was actually or? the report that came out where initially <clears throat> they did have that video that that source accurate, and then it changed over time. And then yeah, obviously after because I because I, like, I was uh, in a similar spot at first, but then it sounded later on like maybe the filmmakers kind of used that as leverage to get something closer to what they wanted but i could be wrong on that but mm. i don't I'll, feel like i feel like it was the studio was subject to the bull like not like the director was like it's my vision to have well, that, sonic look like a well that, that mouse well, no, well that that completely changes if, if, if the first one was studio meddling then i need to watch the movie tomorrow <laughs> like at that point but like it's yeah. not really a studio meddling thing i would say and the fans also yes that is definitely wrong but I, I liked how they dealt with it and actually changed it for the better. I actually didn't mind the, uh, you know, the first look that they showed in the teaser. It didn't look exactly like Sonic, yes, but obviously it's a live action movie. You you wouldn't exactly have that, you know. But once they changed it, it was just perfect. So I'd yeah. say that they made the right choice. I think well, they I did because because you know I mean it was just I didn't I mean. I kind of was like, yeah, it's a little strange, but I get it. They were trying to bring him into live action, sure. Um, but I think, yeah, I think overall it was the best choice to revert back to it. And, and I think it actually yeah. probably it probably did help the movie because it ended up being pretty. Because I thought the movie, I was like, this movie's gonna, is this movie gonna bomb? And then when I watched it, I went, okay, this is enjoyable enough to be like a family, you know, blockbuster, one hundred percent. And sure enough, it just it did gangbusters. So it, you know, it, it, it yeah. sounds like the reception for that movie is is in line with my personal reception of Detective Pikachu. Yeah, because I think I, better. Cause, that cause, movie cause, was good too. Because I'm, I'm not. I, I I missed the boat on Pokemon completely for a number of reasons, uh, yeah. not the least of which. It was a source of frustration working for seven years at GameStop. But um, when it came to seeing the movie, it was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, and I, I left the theater like, okay, no, I actually, like, I, I, I'd take some more of those. They didn't make any more. But I'm like, I, 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 I wouldn't mind that being a franchise. That was actually pretty enjoyable. I, I you know what I thought I, I figured that they were gonna I mean I know they wanted to make like this franchise with it I, I figured it had enough to 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 warrant a, a sequel but I don't know well and I think I that know. I don't I, this wasn't like a big deal but I, I think there was a little bit of disappointment or feeling that like tales and other people should be in the first one and I feel like the there people don't um, sort of underestimate how big of a deal like tales is because like, that yeah. was one of the first. I could be very wrong here, but I feel like, like, like Mario, you could play as like Mario and Luigi, but you had to take turns. 
right? But Sonic right. and Tails, like on like Sega you Genesis, you could play together, and like that was yeah. such that was a, too. and it wasn't Sonic even really too. good. It wasn't even very good co-op, but it was so Sonic Three. That, was Sonic. that kind of thing it was wasn't good. as common at, like at the time. No, so it, Tails well, is like it, really big. It, it, no, but no, Steven, Tails. you always start with the solo movie. <laughs> well, it, see, you know what? Okay, to that end, KC, though, like, being that I, you know, I, I had, I played Sonic back in the day, and it was like, I, I still have that mindset where I'm like, well, no, give him, that the, he had the first two games to himself. Give him the, give him his movie. Yeah, his first actually, movie I think Tails was in the, I'm trying to remember. I don't think, which, he, I don't think Tails is the second one. I think Sonic 2. Well, I remember... Yeah, I remember. I just remember like there was a level where you're li- like, where Sega Genesis upped the graphics, where instead well, it of would it, do the it, well, you're in the tunnel and have to get the coins. Yes, you're yeah. like you're like in the tunnel, and so you could be either Tails or oh, or, uh, I lie um, because the, the the Mario version of that was the like the Hammer Brothers. What was the the layered level where with the power well, block that you could play like. Co-op but was, on that, but it's an arena but, style but, instead but of. A I, I don't, th- but I don't think that was. You couldn't do that on the original Nintendo. I think that was definitely like later, like down the road. Because I, I don't think any of the no, the first, first three Mario Brothers games had no co-op, and wor- you know what, World didn't have co-op either. World, you had to take turns. Well, has there ever been a proper co-op? Because the I think that's the closest to co-op that there that there that there was at least at that age was was when you could do the um, whatever the platforming one was instead of the scroller. The, 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 but the only Mario co-op game I've played is the Mario Brothers for the Wii, which has four-player co-op. Yeah. But but like uh, but but as far as earlier than that, not that I not that I can remember. Yeah. Or obviously, there's Mario Kart and all that too. But okay, so what Sonic Two? Okay, that's right. Yeah. All right, Sonic Two was okay. always with Sonic during that. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. He was. Yes, you're right. Except I like you were like that. Sonic really was the, in charge. You would just give your yeah. little sibling the Tails controller, and they would just kind of hop around <laughs> while you did other stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Except, except when it came to that level where you're actually going down that tube trying to connect. Like. Well, and then you're in, you, then you're in competition, right? Because you, if you was, jump, you would jump in front of the other person. Yes. Right. It was constantly like you're trying to jump in front of the other person, and then you're trying to get as much rings as possible. Yeah. Sonic, I played Sonic 2 more than probably all the others. But then we have Knuckles, and then it was like, all right, brilliant. You have oh. Idris Elba as the voice. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're going to bring in Shadow next? Yeah. See, oh, I'm see, sure. See, see but, as, but, but as a Mario diehard and, and as, a, as a Mario <laughs> junkie, I'm just really frustrated. It's like, why is Sonic getting all this glory? We still can't get Mario. Oh, no, Chris Pratt's going to be Mario pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, that Chris so Pratt Mario. Oh, oh I, mean, I, I just, I, you know, to, still to this I day, I'm like, make a joke about that. I, don't, I like Chris Pratt. I like Chris Pratt, but yeah. I'm like, uh, and, then, and then, like, I've made the joke before. I'm like, after watching House of Gucci, I'm like, you have Leto right there. <laughs> nice. You have Leto right there. He did, I mean, Jesus Christ. Although, you know what I've always thought, though, is like, the like I think the part of the problem with Nintendo and move, first of all, there's like so much more controlling, but also they, people are trying to think of Nintendo in like more of a, a siloed franchise perspective. And I don't know how much potential, and, I'm sure there's plenty of people who would be mad at me about this. I don't know how much potential like a Mario franchise has, or, like a Mario movie has. Um, <laughs> well, and I, I, maybe I would have said that about Sonic too, yeah, and they kind of proved and they proved me wrong on, on that. 
Yeah, exactly. And so I'm sure there, there's ways to do it. But what I've always thought would make like the most sense is just to like, straight up go Super Smash Bros. Like just take all the Nintendo IP and throw it. And I'm sure they would be like, "Well, we got to do solo movies first. But if you can, <laughs> oh. if you can get all of that IP into like some sort of a shared, like a across the Spider Verse or you know whatever kind of style. Player one kind so, of so, yeah, so, exactly. So, I think so, that. So it's so so you got to you got to do you got to do Super Mario Brothers and you got to do Zelda. Right after that, do a then, Secret Wars. It's Secret Wars then, with then Nintendo you gotta, characters. Then, then you gotta, then, 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 does Does Kirby get his first movie before or after the team? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirby. Kirby feels like a like like he's like a Hawkeye. Yeah, so um, he doesn't like get a movie basically. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't get his own movie, but like you know, but no, but Link gets his own movie, ah. right? Link has to get, yes, Link has yeah, to Link get his gets own his own yeah. yes. Um, yeah, well, you know what? Link's probably the one that gets like, like you know what? If, if we if we were going by, he's like, the Captain America. Yes, Link is totally the Captain America. <clears throat> Mario's Mario Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yes, absolutely. That makes my, that makes Luigi War War Machine, so he gets recast <laughs> between the. <laughs> we're really. Does doing anybody this. remember? Yes, does anybody remember? Dude, Luigi is like the most underrated Smash Bros. Right. character, by the way. Because of his jump. Yep. Because he has Man, like the scorcher. Love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they really dude. made this uh, this movie relatable to Sean, though. <laughs> to who? Oh shit! Stop it! Stop oh. it, Casey! Casey! Jeez! You just keep on, you just keep on doing Look, that. I don't, I don't hate him or anything. It's just funny to me how this. Little thing, you know. Well, no, it's like a I meme know. now. I, I saw I can't be a tweeted about it earlier, and the first thing I do is look through I, his tweet I, to be like, "Where does he say?" It? Oh, there it is. I, this I, movie I, appeals to all generations. Oh boy, <laughs> it, yeah. What? Well, it, 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 you know, you know what it is. It's like, uh, like you ever remember when uh, Django and Chain came out, and there was like, hold, hold on, save that thought, Ray. I just have one thing to add to the Nintendo talk before we get okay. to that. Do you guys remember <laughs> Nintendo Kid, the cartoon? Anybody remember this? Nintendo uh, kid. No, did he have Sam? the glove? Did he have the glove? Sam. Yeah. Remember oh this? My okay. God. I, I did not know that was a thing. Oh, that it, dude, well, dude, you guys ringing, don't remember this? It's ringing oh, a little man. bit of a bell. It's ringing a little bit of a bell. Yes. I don't think I watched he, it, but he had he had a belt that was a Nintendo controller. He had a Nintendo <laughs> fucking gun. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, do that. Did. Do that. I mean, that's an existing IP. What? Like, like make a Nintendo kid movie. Hell yeah. He had a he had a he had a Letterman jacket that had an N on it. I mean, wow! It was great. Oh, I remember did, this. Yeah, that had to be started. like it had to be like late eighties. Wow. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was definitely yeah. late eighties because okay. before the Super Nintendo, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. But I just remember I that just hit my head right now when we were talking about like trying to bring Mario and like how could you do it? Well, just have it based on somebody who literally can jump into this whole thing. We lost Casey again. Uh, uh, I, but, I mean, if, I mean, if they would just do you know Pixar CGI style Mario movie where he can actually do you know all the moves that he could do in the game. I want to see the wall jump. I want to see the ground pound. Don't try to ground it. I mean, I guess if you could do the sonic thing i don't know how you would do that where like it's animated mario and he's fighting bowser in the real world i don't know yeah. but like <laughs> i just want to see a mario that can do all <laughs> the shit fighting mario does. well here let's let's put what would be the preferred oh man i'm so mad we're talking about this now because it's gonna <laughs> okay because these are there, there's two different mario movies you could get right so you get the mario movie that's like 
He wakes up in Mushroom Kingdom. Pinterest Peach is captured by Bowser. He goes to find Bowser. He beats several different castles. This is the wrong castle, Mario. The princess is at another castle. He finds Bowser. He jumps on him a bunch of times. So, he so gets Princess Peach so, so credits the, roll. Basically the video game. Right, right. Okay, right. And then there is Mario comes to... I mean, it's, it's Sonic. Mario comes to the real world, and then Bowser is like comes to the real world and is taking over the city and then there's like the Mario gets in a go-kart and goes down the highway to go get oh. Bowser oh. and there's like <laughs> I can't and, even oh man imagine that see see see, see the sad part yeah. Stephen like speed racer the sad part Stephen is that while one sounds better two is probably what the suits would make oh yeah I mean and I, I, I'm being cynical about it but like I guess there's some, there's some cool aspects of doing it that way but it's so template like that like well it's 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 hard to turn mario into like a and also because video game movies get reviewed in such a weird way where people you have people who don't care about the ip so they just don't care and then you have people who care about the ip but they're not looking for a good movie or story that involves the ip what they want it to do is to recreate the feeling that they get when they play the game the problem is that when they then try to recreate the experience of playing the game people say like it feels too much like watching someone play a video game because they have to do all those special moves and the references to the whatever and um and it's almost like a self-defeating like like how do you do a mario movie like does he just jump on the koopas like like that's a weird like way to do it. Like I want to watch him beat the shit out of him, right? But like, I mean, no, you're not gonna. Well, and then, and then Dice again. Now, see, Dice just did it back to me when I talked about matinee. Remember Wizards with fucking Luke yes. Edwards and Fred Savage? Man, yes, yeah, I remember yes. that. Yeah. yeah, God, remember that? That was with that was with the power glove and everything. Yes, I remember. That was... I remember my cousin had the power glove. I didn't like it. You and my brother were like, "What the fuck?" Like it's. It was, <laughs> they were trying to do something with it, but it was like cool but it's just it didn't really do that well but uh sam you got to take off yeah i gotta go i just yeah. i mean to comment on the mario thing i don't want to yeah. see a live action mario i, I yeah. don't want to <laughs> see him going through the sewers uh, traveling that no no it's it's a it's a it's an animated <laughs> mario it's an animated mario but he's in the real world that's <laughs> 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 he's he gonna look at like our sewers and be like real sewers <laughs> might be more dangerous than the, than the warp zones and the and the underground yeah but no, right, this is awesome you guys thank yeah you so man much. thanks for showing up yeah, go ahead and uh, plug yourself oh uh yeah um you can find us team jvs on youtube you can find me specifically on twitter super sel zero three two zero uh, we got a lot of content coming. We're doing a little bit of content for South by Southwest. We got some interviews coming up as well. And uh, yeah, so movies, reactions. We, oh, I'm also right now uh, playing Gran Turismo 7. So I may do a oh, review wow. on that game as well. Freaking All awesome. Right. So Nice. Thank you so much. All right, man. Guys. Thanks for showing up, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. Take it easy. Have a good night. Later. Yeah, but yeah, it's live action Mario movie. I mean, it's just, I mean, I, it, what's funny is, is like, even though the, the 1990s Bob ha, ha, Hoskins and Hoskins and uh, John Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper movie was ridiculous, I still watched it like crazy. We all did. Yes. Well, we and did. it's one of those things people mock as like a, how, how could you possibly end up with that when you start with Mario? But like, just think they about it. 
I mean, it, 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 I, it's, I mean, at least to me, like really easy to understand kind of how you end up there if you start with like, how do you, like, it's going to be a live action Mario. Okay, well, like, what? You're going to have someone like, like Cheech and Chong, like dressed up like Mario and Luigi, and like, <laughs> like, like what? Uh, how, is Mario's not here, man. This, 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 this hey, man, you need any more of those mushrooms? This, like, yeah, it's just this is basically the pitch. This is, this is the pitch. Like, okay, this is, um, and and there's such a like like the, there there could be a, a a interesting or maybe even good version of the movie that goes that way. But like the second you're like, okay, we're gonna take it a little bit seriously. It's gonna be live action. Like it spins out of control real fast. Real where it's like, fast. okay, well you can't. You can't have them in their costumes. Also, like they're plum, like you're gonna be true to the source material. So they're plumbers and they're brothers, and they like. Wh- There's dinosaurs. Wait, but how do we? Then it's not even a Mario movie <laughs> all, all, now. But how do we get to the dinosaurs? Like where? We- Bob, Hoskins, <laughs> Bob Hoskins was a perfect live action Mario. I don't give a shit what anybody says. He looked awesome. That mustache, his look was great. He, he, he had it. No, he he like. When John Leguizamo, not so much. When, when, yeah. when, when, when Hos- I love Leguizamo, though. Well, it, Le- he was great. Yeah, they, they were both like like Hoskins and Leguizamo was like as far as talent was like okay, no, they're both great. Hoskins they had great they, chemistry they too. Yeah. But like, but but no, it was like Hoskins just fit the profile of what we were totally. expecting way better than yeah. Leguizamo. No one because you're not because he just Luigi, didn't have the voice. Yeah, Le- the he we didn't have the voice, and he was also like almost. I always felt he was too young. You don't get the sense that either Mario or Luigi are younger at all. So they didn't find somebody that was, when they didn't find somebody that was closer to Hoskins age, it just didn't seem right. Yeah. Well, like, isn't Luigi the older one? Uh, no, no, he's younger. He is younger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, right, <clears throat> well, the, the, the real crux of it I is, mean, they is, got the height dynamic because, Oh no, that's right. What is taller. his name? His, his name is, is Luigi Mario. That's yeah, what the yeah. right. okay, yeah. Mario is the last name, so everybody's like, "Wait, so he's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, yeah. the Mario Brothers." Yeah, they made that joke in the movie, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, they maybe? made that joke in the movie. Yeah, because he's all, you know, we got three Marios, we got Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Remember when they were getting checked in oh, yeah, to like yeah. the, the fucking other dimension? Yeah, so yeah, but, they but, they but, make that joke. But it, yeah, like you, that's why like when you try to adapt this stuff for live action, like if you're trying to like take elements out of the video game and adapt them for live action, it just, it just gets way too. You modeled. know, and look they at some of the more like story Jumanji. driven. I, yeah. I was going to say, well, or do it like a date, like a bill and Ted's like you go, someone has to go collect the characters for a super smash tournament. Right. Like, a, okay. Like a blood sport meets <laughs> ready player one meets bill and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the, the uh, you know what the funny that like a Super Smash like either a Super a Super Smash Brothers movie, and probably also a Kingdom Hearts movie, like I yeah. think those two like massive team up movies. I well, think there's potential because you're not those. gonna where if you do Mario, you're gonna have all these weird like it doesn't fit the trappings of Mario. How dare they? But <clears throat> like with with Super Smash Bros, the concept is already like. You can do whatever you want. And also, what was the newest? I don't even think I played the newest one, but the the last Super Smash Bros. game that came out didn't that have like super cinematic story trailers? 
Uh, it came out beforehand? Yeah, Because I, I remember seeing so. that and being like, this is like the best was, proof of concept for a Smash Bros. movie. Was that for Was that for Switch? Or was that for... I don't. I haven't played a Nintendo system in years. I, other, than a, other than a, a Super Nintendo. I got a... I got a... Because I think last year was the 35th anniversary of <clears> the original Super Mario Brothers. And so they made a special limited edition switch oh that's yeah like, that's, that's right. like red and blue i got i, I was yeah. lucky enough to get one of them off of uh amazon and i think i've only played super mario all-stars yeah well um, and look at the like, and i guess actually that's a good example though because the is that th- number three where you can like pick all the stuff up that's like the totally different mechanics from the other games or well, i think they reskinned it, it, it I, to be does have to figure it out right <laughs> But um, okay, you know what? Like, he, most he, of the... he, 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 he's he's being funny, but that could actually fucking work. <laughs> yeah, I, could actually, I could actually see Totoro as Luigi, big time. El Pacino <laughs> as Luigi. Oh. <laughs> um, Never gets old. <clears throat> actually, that would be do El Pacino as Mario would just be like, <laughs> yeah. It's oh, a yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I, I just took this mushroom. Doing, doing bigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, because there's not really uh, the dice were saying this in the comments too. But there's not really a story to those early. And you look at like which which Mario games have a story. And I guess like Mario um, sixty four did, but like Mario RPG is so far outside of what people would consider Mario canon. That's closer to like Legend of Zelda than it uh, is. It, 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 if you Mario. were gonna, if you're gonna pick a, uh, uh, see, that's the other question. Like, which which Mario game would you pick as far as a story mode? And it's like, all right. I almost feel like you have to get into if you don't just want to do the princesses in another castle eight times throughout the movie, you you'd have to kind of start it. <laughs> I don't you have to start with world. And I know that world is is it's not quite princesses in another castle, but it's still like eight levels. But mm-hmm. at least it's a case where you're fighting each of his kids. Well, and you have a yeah. little bit more of a sense of like cause the first games are just kind of like why are they mushrooms? I don't know. Why is it a red flower? I don't know. And you don't you don't exactly get explanations for that in world, but you do have a sense of like the Yoshis have a home and right. you know, like you kind of get a, a sense of like there is they're trying they're trying to establish some some idea of like, oh yeah, people live here and do things. It still doesn't make sense. Like you're jumping on turtles. I don't know why, because and they're the describing di- free guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. Oh, oh my God. I toyed good. it. You know what? Okay, free. See, I, there's. I, I was toying around with this because, like, Free Guy is on Disney Plus now. It's also on and HBO yeah. Max. It's on both, really. Yeah. yeah, apparently. That is weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's, like, it's a 20th century Fox movie, and they had a deal with HBO. Yeah. Um, for all, and that's why like New Mutants went to there first, but. So, so it makes sense for it to go to HBO Max first, but I don't know if there's some additional aspect of the deal that allows Disney Plus to use it since they own 20th Century Fox. I was toying around with the notion of watching Free Guy before Adam Project, yeah, just yes, so that I could get a sense of the of the director well, and like all. It's of very that. worth I mean, watching. I guess you don't really have to, but I mean, yeah. I mean they're not connected, but it's like well, no, it's they're the not same connected. Pairing. So, I know the yeah. issue with Free Guy. I, I love like everything about Free Guy except for the fact that like Taika Waititi is like from a different. Yeah. He belongs in a different movie. I don't yeah. know. He's a like, weird caricature. I'm, with, I'm of, with you on that. That was my only gripe too. Is like he's, he's too, being Taika in that movie. 
He too is like not like way yeah. too Taika in a way that like yeah. doesn't mesh. And like the another joke, and part of the point is that like the characters' jokes aren't funny, but it's such a weird. The games are the movie's already a little bit weird in the way it treats like Twitch streamers and some of this other like, oh, video game culture. I'm one of the kids yeah. too now, um, but with Taika especially, he's just like this big personality where it's like nobody is like that. That is, you're being you're a caricature of something that doesn't exist, and you're going so hard as if you're lambasting someone, but the person you're lambasting doesn't exist but it's clear you think they do and so therefore it's just this tone deaf like not even funny because there's no you're not making fun of somebody see, see, or see for totally me that ju- see, see everything you just described for me is korg in ragnarok yeah yeah it's exactly say that again sorry casey Korg is still a little bit toned down than what he was in this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. For well, because he's so over that. He's he's like a, um, I'm trying to think of a, think of like the stuff that Ready Player One does. It's like he watched Ready Player One and is like, I'm going to pretend to be one of those guys. And so he's oh. dropping lingo that doesn't exist. Oh, he's okay. wearing these outrageous outfits that nobody would wear. Like he's a parody of like a, like is, a, like, it, like a Flava Flav level, it, like, is, is it kind of like the? Is it almost? Is like a, a souped-up version of the Big Bang Theory complaint, essentially? Almost, but like even it it come, it's, it's rooted in the same thing, but like taken up to such a level of high. I mean, it's like you took the um, uh, T.J. Miller character from um, oh, yeah. from um, Ready Player One, who I liked, and combined him with like Flava Flav, and then <laughs> um, yeah, and. Yeah, you don't and... need to go any further. That that was enough. <laughs> like that was, that was far enough. No, Dude, when you said that, <laughs> and I like visualized this character. I'm like, yeah, that that that's a good. That's good, Stephen. I like that. I like that. Because wow. it's it's, it's very much this. Like, aren't these like hardcore gamers hilarious? And I'm like, I don't know. Or, or it's like I shouldn't say it's like that. It's like Taika watched Ready Player One and was like, oh, so that's what video games are like, and then went and improvised this character. Yeah, and it's like, it dude, nobody ridiculous. fucking talks like that, and it's not even a version of the way people talk. So, like, so someone on Twitter, Tay Tay on Twitter, said, "Okay, since uh, on this stream right here, it got me thinking about this. Here's his thoughts about a a live action Mario." He said, "Peter Dinklage, live action fantasy film Marvel in the style of The Princess Bride, <laughs> lean into the silliness of source material and address it with deadpan humor." But then he goes. Get Taco Atiti to direct. <laughs> it's like, what's that? Yeah. Uh, okay. It's, it's so weird because, like, I I love what they do in the shadows, and like, yeah. so when I was, when Taika did that, and so when no, he started he, doing this other stuff, I was like, oh, Joe that's cool. Rabbit was fantastic. He he, he 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 could direct it. He probably just shouldn't be. Wait a minute. Okay, Zom Zom Ruler. He says Ray Watiki's character is less Grossman meets B Red. Who's B Red? <laughs> B Rabbit. Yeah. I don't know who's that. I don't even know you, who that is. That's Eminem in Eight Mile. Is that who? No, oh. no, 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 no. Be rad. That's not, I thought you said be rabbit. Oh. Well, it says be rabbit, right? Or it am I be no, rad? it says be, it says be rad. Oh, oh from, Mal, from Malibu's Most Wanted. No, I haven't seen Malibu's Most Wanted. Um, oh, be rad. Oh, okay. So he wrote it twice. That's why. Yeah. He because he, he said right here it says. Oh, like, oh okay. Said, okay. That's I what I was. I was reading I the B rabbit. Saw the other like, one. Okay, yeah. yeah but oh then he, no, he from Heroes. Oh, I, I, I Heroes. didn't watch Heroes. Yeah. Um. 
But anyways, um, I mean, yeah. Oh the... no, 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 never mind. Yeah, Melody's most wanted. But 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 no, the 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 Dinklage idea, like the the princess. Okay, <laughs> I I I'm not like completely against that particular idea. Like that. Not a bad idea. If, if, if you lean into Would like he? it. But 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 he's right. He's he's got it. It's got to take the Princess Bride tact of leaning so heavily into like the inconceivable. Like it's got to yeah. be like on the nose and like just very self. Because that movie's very self aware. Like everybody in that oh, yeah. kingdom 100%. is incredibly self aware. That's, that's why. That's why it's so perfect. You know what I mean? Right. That's why it's one of the best movies out there. But uh, I, I also wanted to kind of dive into the uh, Rata Alada um, reveal today, which everybody was waiting for. Did you guys download the images oh. that came out of that? I was waiting for everybody else to solve it and then <laughs> find out and then and then decide what I felt about the answer, whatever it was. I clicked what was... on the link. It downloaded something on my phone and I didn't check it. <laughs> There's like, well, it, like, it's seriously just like. All it is, it, I mean, it's, I mean, it's cool because it basically just gives this whole like thing right here of oh. like, yeah, yeah. It, it 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 gives it gives this whole like like high def copies of all the Riddler's stuff, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, like when it when it was like, all right, you know, and then all of a sudden it just downloaded and I went, all right, cool. So you kind of just, it's a big huge zip file that has all this stuff and just shows you how detailed. They got into this stuff right here. It's pretty well, damn cool. Well, the chemistry. Well, it was, well, it was just all of the, uh, you know, all the speculation beforehand as to what the countdown was for, and it's, it's like, that. of course, of course, it's this. Is that an know? owl? Huh? In the is that an owl in the previous one? A what? Where? This this guy? The two the two eyes. Oh yeah, the two the eyes look like an owl. Uh, yeah, oh. I mean, there's even like oh. the the who right there, right? Oh, 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 Dude, see, a, you can't you can't tell me you can't tell me that Matt Reeves is not gonna touch the quarterback. I I, I I I think that they are like the number one contender for the big bad of the second film. Oh, right? shit, these are the wings. well. I think yeah, that, look at that look at this is the Arkham's actually. If he's got some of oh, yeah. uh, 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 the loosest of trilogy plans. And the first movie was all about the entrenched corruption in Gotham. I don't, I, I don't, I, I see that as virtual confirmation of like, it's not even, I'm not even like in a will they, won't they place anymore. I just kind of assume that it's going to be a, oh, yeah. a, a that, part of the. Well, you, and, and then you can easily have like another villain on the uh, forefront and you have the, yeah. you know, Court yeah. Owls in the background. Well, I mean, well, it's. Well, 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 and also yeah. just, you know, like so much of, I mean, especially the way that the movie ends, it's just, it just really felt like zero year. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if you're playing in the Scott Snyder wheelhouse here, and it makes sense because one of the things that, you know, we've all known for the last number of years is that the DC movies for like almost a decade now have all taken heavy inspiration from new 52. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah, he, he's he, taken very much. I mean, so, yeah. so he if he's just continuing down that road, then yeah, why not take another? Not? You know, why not use? You know, the, the, I think that's probably. I think the owls is probably Snyder's, like Scott Snyder's, like most masterful creation. Oh, they have this. Okay, there's, there's young Edward right there, just uh, angry, angry. Yeah, and then there's like the arc of this. That's Martha. Martha. Yeah. <laughs> Why did that. you say that name? Yes, I know, right? You, you know, and and the, the who is that? Um, that's yeah, supposed to be the actress. I don't know who the actress is. Yeah, but the fact that they like 
and I don't know, like the fact they that they went to this level of like detail, like as far as right it's like production X-ray value. There's that puzzle right there, yeah, and then there's um Mitchell right there, yep. yeah. Those images that got released, and then you got this drawing right here. It's oh, all that's the really the, uh, shit. That's the uh, that's how he killed the commissioner. Yeah, the commissioner. That's the, right rat, there. the rat trap. Yep. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Just showing the detail. I mean, that's very Saw-like. I mean, I I, I kind of like that because it reminded me of Saw, and I was like, eh, that's pretty cool. You know, he had that contraption on him like that. You know, I wonder, yeah. So, yeah, you got all the detailed drawings of that, and then you got this. If only I knew what, uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that a, it's a Garza line, right? No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, but, yeah, you got this right here. We got, of course, the uh, the renewal thing. But, yeah, it's just, I mean, that's what was kind of, that that's what was really great about the scene in, um, in, in Arkham when, I mean, so a lot of people, of course, were, looking at the dark Knight interrogation scene, but it was like, all right. Yeah, that was, I mean, that scene's perfect too when you look at it, but this scene right here between Edward and Batman, it was, it was different in the fact that, I mean, they were both like right here. They were Edward's an orphan and then Bruce becomes an orphan. And there was something about that symbolically, I guess you could say in that scene where, I don't know. It's just the way that Matt Reeves crafted that scene. And I know a lot of people, you know, even with people comparing it to the interrogation scene in Dark Knight, they're so different. They're so goddamn different. And this is part of it is the fact that they were, you know, this right here. You have privileged uh, kid right here. And then you have this kid who's like in the choir and who's an orphan already and just going, fuck these people. (laughs) You know, there are. There's two groups of people over the last week or so that I have very quickly just muted as soon as I see them do. The, the first yeah. is the, pe- the first is the people that insist on photoshopping Pattinson with Hecklin. Like, stop doing that. Oh, yeah. um, and I love Superman and Lois. Great show, but stop fucking doing that. But the other oh, is yeah. all these people <laughs> that just want to get into these this pissing contest between yeah. the Dark Knight and the Batman, and it's like, stop, stop it. just stop. knock it off. This it, image it, it, is kind yeah. of uh, weird to me because you literally have Batman's image there beside Bruce Wayne. Well, I know. I always kind of it's thought, kind of like, there how do you not? Too. How do you not just like look at that and go, "Well, wait a minute." <laughs> well, yeah. you, you, you I know thought the, the time when Gordon got a call and he turned and looked at him, I thought that's when he actually got to know that you know mm. Bruce Wayne is Batman, but. It turned out to be something different. Well, well the, you know, and, and like, because because one of the things, like, and I've been thinking about this, uh, even though I've I've still only seen the movie once, but like, just in processing stuff and like watching every, because the, the, the pirated copies are out and for and the clips are on Twitter and Warner Brothers has not taken them down yet. Um, do make make of that what you will, but like, I was thinking in terms of like, okay, you know, and other iterations of the character. He has the Playboy like persona to dissuade oh, yeah. people from thinking that he would be Batman. And even in the case of Batfleck, he had a voice changer. Yep. Which voice changers have <laughs> kind of become more Ben Affleck had it so easy. Like <laughs> so, right. So so it's like so so like looking at it, I'm like, okay, like what is it that Pattinson's version has to dissuade people from thinking that he could 
potentially because he could even possibly be Batman. And I think what it is, is, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you guys have seen, I mean, uh, there was that Dolby podcast show. It's like the two part thing where like yeah. it was, they were talking about the sound design and it was the yeah. panel with him and Chikino and yep. a couple of the sound guys. It was a great panel, but like, he, Dave, you've shared clips of this. I think we've all seen clips of like him yeah. basically saying that he doesn't know how to be Bruce Wayne at this point. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that part of why people, I think part of the deflection of like this guy couldn't possibly be Batman is the isolation, is like yeah. the yeah. fact that, okay, this dude doesn't go anywhere. He's definitely not prowling the city like yeah. you know, in a cape and cowl doing anything because he's just because it, so it's really apathy they're looking at him like he is way too apathetic and well like, I, mean, I mean there's even that scene in the first crime scene uh at government uh at mayor mitchell's house um i think the cowl has even like almost like a lot to do with it because remember when um uh martinez like like goes hey what the hell like you know you can't come in here just the way that Batman looks with the cowl and everything and just like how he's just kind of staring at like staring at him like you it doesn't even look like that could be Robert Pattinson there's he's like with the the cowl with the ears being pushed back and you have the big like forehead I guess you could say he almost looks creepy he looks creature like oh, in that shot. the opening to it also changes yeah. <clears throat> it accentuates the jaw differently yeah, yeah. I, always th I always thought it was funny though just like the nature of the conversation because you get first of all it's a it's a comic book obviously so there's an element of like it's not yeah. like oh people oh really if a guy dressed up in a bat costume and went and beat up criminals people would find out who it was easier than in the in the story about yeah. it like it's but if you can't tell clark Kent is wearing glasses it, or yeah, Superman's wearing glasses like we were walking out of the out of the theater and I, and I heard someone chuckling and it's one of those things where you hear someone say something it's like i've never heard that before um and they said uh Oh, it's funny because like Pattinson's got such a defined, like iconic jaw, um, and like it's it's because he's so, so and that's that's like the most exposed part of him with the suit. Yeah. But if you think about like the way that, like if anybody wanted to know who Batman was like in universe, and they started looking at it. Whenever people make fun of the suit for like not really hiding the face or that you could figure oh, it no. out, it makes the assumption that like all the characters in the universe know that. Bruce Wayne is the main character. Like it's like everyone's. It's like you you treat it like everyone. All the citizens of Gotham, the police, and everything are, are watching the movie and yeah. failing to realize right. that the main character of the movie is also Batman. It's like no, they're not. Who's gonna no. have? Who's gonna put? So like they're gonna make a list of people that are Batman, and like Bruce Wayne is gonna be like this is. There's so in real life yeah. that like who even has footage and or pictures or or audio recordings of his voice or anything to even compare. And if they did it wouldn't be enough like who's going to be like that's bruce wayne like it's just it's so right. disconnected that even if someone had all the pe all the puzzle pieces they needed you're talking about a a a a, a needle in a stack of needles of <laughs> of finding of finding bruce wayne and sure if you pull that up and you compare the two it, it might be obvious it might not but like you're more likely to find like a disgruntled cop that has a similar jaw where you're like, Oh, it makes total sense for that to be him. Like, I don't know. It's, it's so just, it's one of those things where like you, the answer is only obvious if you already know the answer. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Cause it, it, like trying to, and, and Martinez is actually a perfect example of it because of how he reacts to him 
at the the mayor's crime scene, and then later the whole you know the goofy hey, like, hey. yeah right, yeah. I, and I think that that's that was crafted beautifully by my Matt Reeves and the, you know his co-writer. It was the fact that it's like, I mean Martinez was like he's he saw throughout the whole thing, and I'm so glad that he didn't get off. But I mean because he was like he ended up being that cop that was like that that was really explaining kind of that because you know you saw the 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 contrast between he's like what the fuck and he literally puts his hand on batman's chest to stop him coming from the crime scene and then he calls him a freak and then when we see him like when he sees bruce wayne he's like happy he's like hey it's bruce wayne and then at, towards the end he starts accepting batman and then helps him solve the ultimate yeah. like the last I, part of it by you know it was just that's what i really i, I love that evolution of or that you know the character that the, character the, arc. The, you know that 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 shot that you that we're talking about, like where he puts his hand <laughs> on his like I've there's a high de, there's a higher def version of it from some other yeah. clip that came out like within the last week, and somebody tweeted it and was like noting how intimidating like Batman looks in that yeah, shot. That's what I said. Like, he looks like a like he's, there's just something about him I, right there. Well, it, it's 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 one of, I've watched it a couple times. It's like yeah, if I'm Martinez, I don't know if I'm standing in his way. I just don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, that's why he was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's like he, he but, but he didn't. But he he just he just stopped and then he just slowly like, I don't think he even moved his head. Just his eyes. Just yeah. He just yeah. he didn't say anything. He didn't move. He just his eyes just looked stared straight into Martinez. See, and this goes back to what you know. I mean, that's why I wanted to. You know, when when I had Zach on for the first time, I was like, okay, so the white eyes. Like, why has that not be able to work in live action? And I mean, it just that's that's it right there. Because if you have white eyes on this cow, you don't get the uh, you don't get this performance from Pattinson. You don't get that intimidation factor. I mean, yeah, no matter what, you just it just it's it's just not going to work. It works in animation, one hundred percent, sure. And it worked when it's like, you know, a mech suit or something like that. But man, you just, you have to have those eyes. And Pattinson, even when he's not in the cowl, he fucking, his eyes. Yeah. Like, like when he takes off the cowl and he sees when, when Riddler posts about his mom, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. The eyes are one of those things where it's ex the only thing it brings to the table is that it looks yeah. a little bit more like some of the comics. Like, not even all the comics use the white eyes. But. Yeah. True, it, but that way, if you talk about like what it takes off the table, um, is way more that, that like you lose with the white eyes than than you gain. And if it's like, okay, what's more important for him to look a little bit more like some of the like the comics or animation that people know over the years, or that he's actually capable of emoting in a way that feels dramatic while he's wearing the cowl? Um, and unless they're gonna go like full blown, like the brave and the bold. Uh, in live action kind of uh, a <laughs> common, like more comedic approach. Like you can't do the Deadpool thing. Like the reason Deadpool works is because he's so over animated. And so you can do yeah. this stuff with the eyes and the face and the CGI um, that you could do with like a, you know, if you did that, you know, the Lego version, the Lego Batman kind of persona, but in live action, if they ever, I'm sure that'll happen eventually. Um, but out, yeah, outside of that though, it's just like I, every single bit of fan art or anything I've ever, any, and I don't, it's not just criticizing fan art. I'm just saying no matter how good it is being like, oh, I'm going to take Ben Affleck or Pattinson or whoever and give them white eyes. I look at it. I'm like, that would be so bad in 
Like, unless it's like the once again like the mech suit, you remove all the articulation in the face anyway, and so you make them light. Like that works. But anything else where you expect them to be. Yeah, but even, but even like, like but even ben, half of this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but even Ben Affleck. I mean, it was like when it, when it came to those intense moments when he when you know him face face to Superman, he's just ah, he's emoting very much with his mouth. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, it gets to the point where it's like, yeah, then all of a sudden half the mask gets like. Yeah. Well, because you also then, have you a situation where. You couldn't where, have the Martha scene with, with the full on white eyes. Yeah. Well, think. and you, the eyebrows and the eye, the eye slant in the, in the costume is a, very, is a specific eye expression. Yeah. And so what happens is you, yeah. you can do that, that confrontation scene with that because the eyes are similar to like what they would be anyway. But then yeah. the second you start asking him to express anything else, now you only have his mouth yeah. to work. And that's why well, they yeah, break I, the mask away. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that the the whole Martha scene when like when it hits him and shit like that, it doesn't work if he has the full on white eyes. That's I mean that's right. that's why it's you know, I think Snyder and crew were like, All right, when it comes to this point, we have to have the eyes exposed. I mean, there's just there's just so much emotion that you have in that. And when it came to, you know, Pattinson's Batman, I mean there's a lot there, even with every little part of that. And I think the cow really helps, you know, I mean, I know some people don't like the cow, you know, I mean, maybe at first I was like, all right, that's different, you know, but I think I always, you know, compared it to, it's a very much an updated version of the 66 cow. And we all know that Reeves was all about that. And it, it kind of is because the ears are far back. The forehead is much, you know, domier when it comes to that. And I think he More really domier. took it. Pretty- yeah, I know. <laughs> Rounder, whatever the hell you want to call it, you know. Yeah. But I, I like just Domier. think that, yeah, I know Domier. <laughs> yeah, I just you know made up that word. I know, but you know, it's just like it just kind of worked. But yeah, even um, you know, uh, yeah, I see Carrie talking about Batman Begins. Yo, going back and watching that. I mean, my God, there's sometimes where just just Bale's eyes are just emoting so much. Oh, in, I mean, the, in, in, in that movie, yes. If in Batman wanna, Begins, for sure. Because yeah. that was because I think that. Begins is still like, you know, if if, if I must rank them, I'm I'm almost getting the to best. That, I, I'm almost getting to that point where I, I'm almost at I this discourse on the Batman is pushing me towards not ranking them anymore. I just I don't get I'm, what I'm the, getting what, towards that. Like, what is a rank? Like, what's the? Uh, this is like a, just like, like a me thing. I don't get ranking. Like, people ask me to rank things. I'm like, I don't know. Why. It's hard. Like why? It's very difficult. Because <laughs> uh, like, like, what, what am I even? What am I even ranking? I mean, well, like, yeah. what what is my preferred to watch? What do I think is best constructed? Uh, uh, is it, I, I don't know. Is it raining? What day of the? What month is it? Like, I, I don't. It, 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 it always it fluctuates. It does. I, I've said that before yeah. about my favorite. When when people, I I, I, w- I could never like maybe I could rank some shit, you know, and I have obviously, but when it comes to like, what's your what about favorite movies? I'm like, I can't even think about doing that because some days you know back to the future is my favorite movie some days fight club might be my favorite movie some days um you know batman or superman is my favorite it's, movie. it's too many to even do a top 10 yeah it's it's and it, it, i don't know so that's why when people ask I, I i decided i was like you know what there's nothing wrong with me just saying i don't do rankings because I yeah. just, it's not no, beneficial to me and i don't know what anyone else is going to learn from my ranking if it doesn't mean anything like the only reason it would mean anything to anyone else is by learning about what matters to me and you know what what matters to me is not ranking fucking movies so <laughs> there you go but steven which is the best bat suit <laughs> um, oh, well that's that's different. Oh, fucking Casey. Casey's just a troublemaker tonight. He is, <laughs> he is just causing all manner of 
Oh, great Odin's Raven. <laughs> no, but like, uh, but, but no, like, like, just going back to begins because, like, that's as far as like his, like, there's a shot in, well, there's, a, there's a few shots in that movie, but they're the, the one where, like, the first shot that you see of the costume full on, which is like after he's dealt with the thugs on the subway and she tasers him because yeah. that shot beautiful. So her, beautiful. Her, her first like inclination is to scream because there is a giant bat. And then she shoots the taser at him. <laughs> right. and he doesn't, and he doesn't even move. It doesn't flinch at all. And the taser is just sparking on his chest as, as, and it, it's, it's a Nolan. This is a Nolan does this where he'll do like the, the slow zoom, like the slow, like the really slow, like in like pan in and on it. And like, just the way that he looks and just the way that his eyes like he's just looking down and yeah. just has like that that foreboding look on his face it's like yeah you can't do that with white eyes well and part of the one of the things that i, I really like about the new the, the pattinson cowl versus the other ones is that because the cowl has a static expression they they always give it some sort of a dramatic eyebrows um yeah and and the, and so you'll notice if you look at pictures of like bale or 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 Affleck or really any of them is that there's often like a, an angle that the cowl is meant to be observed from. And that's why you'll see like people don't like the justice league cowl as much because it's the, the, the eyebrows are, are weird if it's not at the right angle. And so you can kind of control that when you're shooting. Cause you're like, okay, well, Batman is meant to be shot from this angle and it, and it looks fine. But then from any other angle, or if he's trying to emote something that doesn't match the eyebrows, it's like a little bit weird. <clears throat> um, but what the Pattinson cowl did was, it had it has the eyebrows, but it's like way less um, specific in what the eyebrows yeah. are doing. But then gives him way bigger eye sockets because in canon he's wearing the black makeup, and so they don't need the cowl to hide as much of his eyes, which therefore allows him to actually do those expressions with his eyes more. And that's why you get so many more shots of him like giving people side eye or staring people down or. Um, or you know, or looking up, or whatever. Like he shot from all sorts of different angles that aren't necessarily designed to be like, oh, this cowl is only meant to be seen with this one expression from this one angle. Um, it's a little more flexible. Yeah, you notice that. I, that was one thing. Like uh, one of the, the the most widely re like posted shots or posted scenes from the movie is the the Darkham scene that we're talking about. Like the conversation between him and Riddler specifically when. Riddler starts freaking out, you know, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that. that a, lot of, a lot of people were like that today when the, the site only just gave us those <laughs> pictures. They were expecting yeah. like a Joker fucking deleted scene. I'm like, it, it, seriously, guys, did you really think it was going to be something? There was a Joker deleted scene or official announcement. Well, you can read sequel. Riddler's journal. There's a PDF of Riddler's journal from that zip file. You can yeah. read Riddler's journal. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um but no like the like if you you go back and look at that scene and like the camera goes back and forth between like Riddler and Batman like a lot and there are a lot of shots of this like him just it, yeah. it, and and I if I can't wait to like you know get like the home version or like you know the HBO Max version and just start analyzing like how much of like you know like like Steven's saying like the different angles that they shot him from and like how much more expansive they were able to be in terms of his emotions than any mm -hmm. previous Batman movie has ever been able to be with him. I think 
Yeah, I think, yeah, it, if you're going to watch that, you're going to notice that there's probably more emotions coming out of this Batman. And I think Matt Reeves was like, I mean, especially that scene, and like, especially when, oh, man, when he starts hitting well, that glass, man, Jesus I Christ. think what's weirdly interesting about it, though, is, is because the mask, it doesn't cover as much of the jaw, and it doesn't cover as much of the eyes, and so it gives him a lot more um, of his face to use. I think that's part of why Pattinson is so still and so quiet <clears throat> um, because if you compare him to like um, especially Bale, but I mean really any of them, you end up with this, like in their performances, Bale did a thing where outside of just the, the Bale voice, he would way over enunciate with his mouth and his lips yeah. <clears throat> and the way that he said something. And it was because he needed to compensate for the lack of expression in the rest of his face. Whereas with, with Pattinson, because he had more emotion in his face, he was able to move the rest of his body less in order to, like, by contrast, have the face look more emotive. Um, yeah, no, that that's that's definitely yeah. yeah. As much as I love the Nolan trilogy, that is definitely the case with Bale for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, well, in, in about, costume. Yeah, when when it comes to the Batman Begins costume, which obviously you know a lot of people and I and I agree is better than the Dark Knight costume. But of course, they had to do that change, which which obviously works. But there's something about the Dark Knight costume, the cowl, that almost makes his eyes look smaller. And like, I don't know, there's something about it where it's like his eyes almost shrink a little bit. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the way no one. There's just his eyes look a little bit more like, you know, they're just smaller. Like the pupils, you can't see them as much. Maybe it's because the the it's just different. I don't know. I can't even explain it. But well, I think the, the eye holes are literally smaller. Is that probably? Um, that? I mean, that could be what it is. <laughs> Simple. Yeah. Because like well, because with with Pattinson, you actually get like the top of the cheekbone in the eye socket because he's wearing the black makeup, and they're like, well, Bruce is wearing not not Robert Pattinson. Bruce is wearing black eye makeup, so it's not a problem for us to have that exposed in the costume. Whereas, like, if you look at, like, um, Bale, uh, I had a picture of it here a second ago. But, yeah, if you look at, like, Bale's costume, <clears throat> they they do that to kind of cover up the seams, but they don't let the eye makeup be as visible because it's not, he's not actually wearing it in canon. That is Bale wearing it, not Bruce wearing it. And so, right. um, as a result, the eye holes end up being a lot, like, a lot smaller, which then, therefore, you don't get the eyelid and, and like, cheekbone expression. True, true. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's just kind of funny. Like, I mean, I, I and I love it when Matt Reeves talks about how that was like a test. That was like a test shot for the executives to be like, all right, we're gonna, you know, just just do this thing, and you know, you're gonna put on the eye makeup. And then he, when he saw it, he was like, dude, that, that the way Pattinson did it, that was. You know, hey, that's pretty awesome. I'm gonna, we're gonna show that. We're gonna put you in red, and we're gonna show that you're putting on your war paint. You know, and it, and it's such a, it's such a small, and you could barely even see it too. Like all three times when I've watched Batman on, you know, the big screen, it's like it's so, it's dark. Even though you see the red, it's like you can barely see like the fact that he's like, all right, he's looking in the mirror and he's starting to put the war paint on, and then it pans over to the 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 cow that's like in his bag. You know, but it's just, you know, it, it's just crazy. Like, I, I kind of wonder if we're going to see, like, more of, like, him just, like, actually applying it on. I mean, <laughs> coming from experience, 
not that easy, especially like if you know when you get those close ups, you have to get into that. I mean, the, ever, ever since I started doing the casual Batman character, I mean, my God, I've like envied eye makeup removal for sure. Jeez, that's no so, easy. Uh, yeah, I had to use uh, baby oil to get that shit fully it's, off. It's not fun. <laughs> It's actually yeah. really interesting. I'm looking at like some Bale and Affleck cowls now, and it's not just that the eye holes are smaller, but because they're smaller, they have in the way that they have like the fake eyebrows and the fake like yeah. forehead creases. Um, they've also got like fake like eyelids, yeah, almost they do. because they come in so close. Yeah. So you think about the so think about like the lack of those are static; those aren't moving, and so all you see is whatever is under that. So you see the eye like opening and closing. Well, Whereas, you see that you see that in the nightmare scene of BVS when he takes off the the mm. cowl and then he looks at it. You notice the eye holes are very small in that cow. Yeah. Well, and they also have like yeah. There's an under. Um, yeah. I don't think Affleck has the he has it on top. He's got an eyelid kind of crease, yeah. but in the Bale one, he's also got under eye creases. Yeah. Um, whereas, like I said, whereas like Pattinson's got like the whole thing open and then he just paints the eye, which right. makes sense because I mean it's Batman. He's got to be able to you know. See, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, they, there is a, there's a practical. Ex- I still love how, like, the the realization of, you know, why he wasn't moving so much because it's like, okay, you're at the crime scene, but what are you really doing? You're just looking at things. Whatever, are you gonna commit all this to memory? No, you're recording shit with your detective vision, like contact oh, yeah. lenses. So, god damn, that was such a that was such an awesome little additive too. Uh, was the fact that he had that technology and you know it's funny too because you know when everybody's like you know when the um all those people there taking the pictures and stuff like that i almost like when we see a flash it's almost like even batman was like going you're not taking a picture of me all right like he was almost weary of like what are you taking a picture of i mean there's just a couple of times where i kind of spotted that where like they're like and he kind of look and be like all right don't don't be taking pictures of me now. I know I'm here, but don't mm-hmm. take pictures of me because he's probably kind of. And that's what's the worry, especially in modern day, like a modern day Batman. Is somebody taking a picture of him? And it's like then then they start analyzing the picture and start doing this stuff, and, you know, because the Riddler didn't have. They had the sketch of Batman. He had the sketch, and then you know, in his, but he never had like an actual picture of Batman. It was always a like a sketch sketch artist made a picture of batman so maybe that that also helps the whole fact of oh yeah i can hide my identity long as i don't get my picture taken but that's going to be difficult in modern times which i wonder if they're going to be tackling a little bit more of that with the sequel i you gotta yeah like if they go but, down but, the road, but he's always out in the dark dark so it's like you know. well you know okay see that was another thing and i don't want to say that like <laughs> nobody in gotham that. had light bulbs <laughs> <laughs> that was one what, review, right? Oh yeah, somebody said like, "There's yeah, Garth or Gotham doesn't have light bulbs." Yeah. Well, I, well, okay, like, I'm not saying that Batman movies, aside from The Dark Knight Rises, has necessarily failed to realize that Batman operates best at night, and he is a character that, like, if you're going to f- show him in action, it is best to shoot him at night. This is generally the case with damn near every Batman appearance we've seen in live action, like, as far as cinematically. Cool. But there was just something different about how they did it with this film, where it was like, yes, he does all of his work at night, but also the city itself is grim dark. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. The city itself is like, you know, it, it, 
I guess somebody, if they wanted to conclude that Gotham didn't have light bulbs, I suppose they could <laughs> say that. Clearly not as illuminated. Well, like, if any light bulbs this Gotham has are clearly, they're going to be like flickering and they're going to be like the older filament ones. Right. Well, yeah. Like the yellow filament and they're going to be like, like none of the, whatever light bulbs do exist are not like 100 they're, watt white light. They're yellow tinged and they're going to flicker. Yeah. They're, 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 they're not the they're not the the LED ones or like the yeah, the, yeah no LEDs only fluorescence <laughs> and 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 uh what are the the, the CFLs? I felt uh, that the yeah. most in the hospital scene between uh, Bruce and Alfred. That room was dark as hell, and in that scene, I was thinking, oh, that reviewer meant no light bulbs because that room doesn't you know it has to has it uh, have a tube light right. Hospitals are normally, yeah. Hospital rooms are normally not that dark. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's they wanted to. If they had the, if they had the, I mean, they can turn the light off too and just have whatever natural light. So it depends on if he was asleep. Maybe Bruce had the light. Yeah, I mean, and then of course, you know, there's the emphasis of that, the fact that he's like nocturnal animal, and so like when he shows up, he he puts on the glasses, turning off the brightness. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that was like, I mean. after watching it two more times, I was like, <laughs> like, I mean, the my my whole thought is like, man, you, man people are just gonna just be like, he's a vampire, stop, stop, you know. It's like, <laughs> but I get what we were trying to do is like, because I mean, one of yeah. the opening narrations is the fact that he says that he's a nocturnal animal now, and I get that. So it's like, yeah. So when you're in this tower that's like looming over. Gotham, which, which, by the way, we didn't really talk talk about how the fact that it's not Wayne Manor, it's like Wayne Tower. That you know what? Did. Thank you, because like yeah. the I I, I, want, I I didn't get a chance to comment on the crazy architecture. Yeah, inside that like what was it in a like a, a a condo or an apartment or where? I mean, essentially, I mean, it's like it's on the top of that. I mean. It was yeah. funny because at first, like when we're reading about it, they talked about like, oh, yeah, Wayne Manor is going to be like this, like that, like this. But then then it was like we we don't really kind of know until that when when Alfred, you know, then when the package blows up and you go, oh, wait, that's right. It's it's actually the tower. It's not fucking Wayne Manor out in the fucking outskirts. It was basically when they visited, when him and Gordon visited the, the, the orphan home, that was essentially the Wayne estate that was right. supposed to be that, you know? And, uh, you know, so, but yeah, that was kind of like a, you know, another different kind of aspect to this whole thing. Man, and Ben Dice really did not like this movie, did he? Even Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> talk, talk to your boy. What the fuck? I'm looking at the chat. <laughs> I, I was just gonna leave that one alone. Just, you know, I, I, it, 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 it's okay. He'll, he'll he'll have another bone to pick. Well, Stephen will too, probably in May when when when, when Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan is coming. Yeah, yeah. When that's oh, when that's already. Oh, I know. Right, right, right. I saw your tweet, Stephen, yeah. and, and, yeah, and I, about the Kathleen Kennedy thing. And it's like, yeah. Oh, facts I, is facts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. When they go like, "Oh wait, that's a little too different from what we." But but liked. but that's but but that's like, but that's not a new story. We knew that like a year or so ago. Like we we've known about. That. Yeah, I was just commenting on the fact that it was an official statement from from Kennedy, yeah. where like yeah. the number of times that they've, 
like the, the, it's one thing to speculate kind of about what they're doing and why and it's another thing for like the number of times that they have outright said this wasn't enough of the exact same thing that we always yeah. give you so we fired people and redid it so that it's just like the other things we we did is like like i mean rogue that's one, that's literally rogue one solo, solo those have both been accused of being yes. that um rise of skywalker, rise of skywalker um i mean yeah. the force awakens even they did that like the force awakens harrison ford broke his leg and they and they did a bunch of rewrites and they talked all about how it was to give it that the spirit of star wars or whatever they talk about being that that thing and whether or not you like the movies or the shows or whatnot is, is kind of outside the point of like that their objective is to deliver the exact same thing every time to the point where they have undone things that veer outside of that not because of whether or not it's good or it's bad but whether or not it is what it's su supposed to be um and it's like i don't know it's well i well it, and and as far as the whole good or bad thing i mean that's that is i mean of course it's wholly subjective because on the one hand it's like do i like hearing that rogue one went through what it did you know for the second you know to, to redo all that stuff no obviously from a production standpoint i don't like it however the flip side of that is I love how that movie ends. I love that movie. Yeah. So I do yeah. too, but that doesn't necessarily mean that because like, I, I like solo quite a bit as well. Does that mean that I prefer this version to the version that they would have made? Otherwise, like I'm definitely curious about what that was going to be. And with well, rogue one, they're saying it would have been darker and it would have been these other things. Like that's kind of what I liked about it. So I would have liked more of that. Yeah. But I also like, but, but I'm, I'm, I guess with Rogue One, I can speak specifically to the ending. Cause I think the ending was one of the things that they abs that they did change. Like as far as the, the, the direct link up with episode four, mm -hmm. like that wasn't the original part of the plan. And I, so that's one of those cases where it's like, I don't like your method necessarily. I wish you had thought of this from the beginning, but I'm glad that you arrived at this conclusion. Yeah. Well, and, and Star Wars is also unique in that it has always been a producer-driven franchise. And sure, yeah. they get they get big-name filmmakers, but like even like George Lucas only directed one, everything, or he only directed episode four, and then um, obviously he directed the prequels too, but like his involvement in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi was as a producer. And sure, sometimes he, he was even more hands-on with that, but that, that even goes more to show that like, it is it is much more of a top down affair, not a let's bring in an auteur and let them do their own thing. So I'm Absolutely. not I'm far less offended <laughs> at the like having the creative vision overridden so much as the just kind of the explicitly uniform let's make everything as cookie cutter as possible. Um that 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 this that, that statement kind of acknowledges of oh it was it wasn't the kind of hope that we thought it was gonna be, so we read it. It's like, well but it's in the middle of the Empire owning everything in the galaxy and they killed all the Jedi. Like, what are you, what are you, and, yeah, and a, new you hope, a new hope hasn't happened yet. It's called a new hope. Oh, so now, now oh, there's even, a new hope before and like, even Star Wars Rebels. A newer hope. A, yeah. They're going to retitle like, a newer hope. Like even like Rebels lived in this period, like it's an animated show, but lived in this kind of period of darkness where like the, like, like Darth Vader was like an unbeatable, unstoppable, like, like in Terminator. He's just this thing that like they have to run from. And mm -hmm. so even victories in that are simply them surviving and not them like winning. Right. So it's so it's weird to be like, it wasn't hopeful enough. It's like I don't, I don't know. What? Like and and, and, and I like Joby Harold too though. So like I I'm I I might like what what the show ends up being. It's just 
you can only hear the same thing from the franchise like so many times before you're like, what are you like? Is your goal really just to, like hit that exact same button until people say like, I don't want that anymore, and then and then like it's I don't know. Well, I do you think that possibly do you think that there's because when we talk about like expectations of from the audience and from like fans and everything like that, we've talked, I think many of us have talked before about the difference between like, you know, subverting expectations with Marvel characters and subverting expectations with DC characters. If you subvert expectations with anybody in the Avengers, nobody really cares because nobody was paying attention to the Avengers like that before 2008. You subvert expectations with Superman. You get what the fuck we've gotten in the last eight, nine years. Right, mm-hmm. like that chaos. So, do you think that maybe Lucasfilm, this is their answer of how they're dealing with it? It's basically like, and that's why it's kind of similar to like the the, the knee jerk reactions that we saw with like BBS. I'm Justice sure you've League. got that a little bit, and and you know people will say, oh, this is a response to the Last Jedi and whatnot. But I think you know it should be noted that this happened with the Force Awakens and Rogue One before the Last Jedi even happened. So, um, so they're, they've always leaned in that direction. It's also a very Disney thing too. Like we're going to buy star Wars and then we're going to like turn it into a little theme park. That's just going to remain this snow globe of, Oh, look yeah. at the tie fighters. Every time I tip it upside down. And like, that's like your star Wars experience. <laughs> right. Um, and whereas like Lucas, like the reason that Lucas drew hate with the prequels was because he, he, he did something different and new and, I don't know. That's still not even a settled argument, but obviously over time, that's something that people are like, you know what? That's actually like this new, this new thing. It's like George Lucas never, it was never a struggle for Lucas to recapture the star Wars magic because his goal wasn't, he wasn't making a star Wars mixtape. He wasn't trying to recapture anything. He was just using these, this sandbox to tell, to tell new stories. And so when your goal, when your objective with every single movie is we want to remind people of why they love star Wars. Well, eventually everything is just the same thing because they're saying don't you like instead of giving them something new to love like we got you know people got with the prequels they got new characters they got new locations they got new settings in 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 different genres even like the the prequels each tackled a different like the political intrigue and then you have the noir stuff and and regardless of how well they pulled it off the fact remains that like no single two movies they might have similar plot, plot structures but no two single movies in the entire lucas six film stretch borrow from the same genre inspirations right. of of um you know a new hope is so different from empire strikes back empire strikes back you know in return of the jedi did a little bit of that like trilogy referencing the, the previous two but even that is you've got the biggest the big space battle combined with the ground battle at the same time empire strikes back has the battle at the beginning um you know so you've got all this all this stuff being mixed up and now now every single thing is like Star Wars in a blender um, where it's like, you've got all the uh, pieces of Star Wars. Oh, I love the, you know, I love blueberries and I love whatever, but like, you're not ever, it's, it's all just, here's a Star Wars smoothie, which is like great. But like how many, how many movies and shows, how many hours worth of Star Wars smoothie can you have before you're like, can you just give me like the blueberries or like, let's try something we haven't had before. I'm very curious to see your reaction to Obi-Wan, though, because you love the prequel so much. Well, oh and I think I, I, I'm I, one of the few I, people I, who, like, like knowing the Obi-Wan, the Obi-Wan pitch to me is, like, so... People, a lot of people were like, oh, well, he's on Tatooine, what are you going to do with that? Whereas, And I was like, that's like, you can do so much with him. 
hypothetically you could take him off Tatooine, which now they're doing. Mm-hmm. But but I was like, you could even leave him on Tatooine and do a really really cool um, story and um, and who knows? Like it's entirely possible that they're they're going to get that. It's just that the it's hard for me to view this outside of the pattern of what I've seen with some like particularly like Book of Boba Fett and all that, where it's like, oh no, they're going to tell a book of Boba Fett story and oh it's a Robert Rodriguez and it's this western and it's got Boba it's focusing on Boba Fett like we haven't been before and they're like yep and here's all of once again you're Luke you're Grogu you're 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 Mando you're like here's all the Star Wars things you like and it's like yeah but I, I didn't come to this because I, I wanted all the Star Wars things I like I wanted to come to this because of the the Boba Fett story you haven't given me yet um and and then once again they're like ah oh, it's the same thing from the other show you like and it's like but that's not why isn't this just that show then? Like, I think yeah. I think one of the advantages that this one has is that it's not closely linked to Mandalorian. Like it's not a spin-off of Mandalorian. Oh, just so, wait for the flashbacks where it explains well, how Grogu survived that are going to happen well, in Obi Wan. Well, 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 <laughs> and even in even in the trailer, like from the first shots, you kind of see that oh, it's just basically the same sets as Mandalorian. But then they have some newer uh, sets and newer locations. You know, they, they even have that night neon thing going on. Um, so that looked pretty good. And I think uh, this one has the potential, at least. On yeah. top of all this, um, there's also Deborah Chow. And yeah. her episodes in Mandalorian mm-hmm. were great. So Yeah, well, and, and you've, got, you've got Ewan, and you've got, like, there's, there's a lot to be excited about for this one. And the fact that it's a shorter show, you feel like maybe it's going to be more focused, unless there's not going to be those, like... Mm-hmm. How many episodes? How many? Uh, I think um, it's six episodes. I think it's six, six episodes. episodes. Yeah. 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 Um, but 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 and she's directing all of them. There is. I, I if I could, I, I can use a Star Wars example, or not a Star Trek example. Pardon me. Uh, yes. There is precedent for Stephen to be a little concerned with <laughs> the, the, the the timeline because uh, the last uh, up until Discovery got renewed for its fifth season. The last time, Fifth? yeah, Discovery is getting a fifth season, and it's the first Star Trek show to be to have like more than four seasons since Voyager, because I Enterprise. Uh, you should have continued because <laughs> it got like I, I like the first two seasons. Three was better, and from what I hear, oh. four is even better than that. But like at any, at any rate, Enterprise only lasted four seasons and like kind of helped sink UPN. Like before it became the C, before it merged with WB <laughs> and became the CW. But that's, like, that's, oh. that's the uh, Scott Bakula captain, right? Yes, Captain yeah. Archer. And so the problem with this, that the, the, the problem with this show had was it, it similar to what you're saying with Obi Wan Kenobi, is it wasn't connected to the other shows because it took place chronologically before the original series. So we're dealing with the earliest iteration of a spacefaring USS Enterprise before Captain Kirk, before Captain Picard, like well before like any of them, right? So now you're, you're in a situation where you're doing a show that takes place before the show that was premiered in 1966, but you're running the show now in 2001. Yeah. What do you do? And, and not only that, it's the fifth show, right? Because you've had the original series, you've had Next Generation, you've had Deep Space Nine, and you've had Voyager. And like most of those just ended within like the last five or six years of Enterprise starting. 
So you have a whole fan base that is hip to Captain Picard. They're hip to Captain, you know, Benjamin Sisko and all that stuff like TNG, DS9, all that is in their brains. What do you do when you give them a show that takes place a hundred years before all of that? Well, the show started pulling in characters like, you know, the Ferengi, which were not introduced until the next generation and like the Borg. There is a Borg episode and it's like, uh, no, the Borg didn't show up until like TNG second season. Like there was no hint of them in the original series. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I'm not a hundred percent certain that Obi-Wan Kenobi isn't like, it would not surprise me if what Steven described actually happens. There is a flashback (laughs) scene of how Grogu survived in or he's going to meet up with Ahsoka or he's going to, yeah. I don't know. He's leaving the planet. So maybe he's working at the rebels. So he's going to see Cassian and like, and that's all fine. Cause it's a shared universe and there's going to be these kind of connections, but, but like, is the connection for the sake of the connection or for the sake of the other show? Or is it for the sake of like this story? And it just gets right. exhausting to be like, Oh, let's check out this Boba Fett show. And they're like, Oh, here's CGI. Posturing oh, Luke. I, like I, 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 definitely Boba Fett's showing up in this. Uh, as yeah, 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 probably. He's definitely as, showing up. As, in this as, as much as I, I think have... he was in the theater, wasn't he? Yeah. It wasn't he when he was talking to the inquisitor, right? You see like a guy who was like a bald head. Oh, was that him? Some people oh, okay. were like, Oh, that's, that's gotta be Boba Fett. I, I, right as, as much as I have. It's like, Rico like, Hardeen. Yeah. <laughs> As as much as I've enjoyed the Disney Star Wars stuff, I I don't want them to repeat what they did with the book of Boba Fett. I don't want you to give me four episodes of a plot line and then take two weeks off and then tie it all up at the end for for the final. I don't want that. If that happens in Kenobi, I won't. I will. I will be irritated. That was such a weird thing. That was such a weird thing. I love how you were going to say, if you wanted to just. Oh, no, I'll be. No, I. I, No, I'm watching all of it, Casey. Yeah. I'm watching all of it. It's just it's, that's it's the just... thing with Disney; like, they got us. Well, so. well no, it, 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 Casey. It's with any of this stuff. Like I remember, my big thing before I saw Titan season three, my big thing was that Titans could never stick the landing. Right? They were in an O2 count because they they had blown two season finales, and so people asked me, like, okay, what if they blow the third season finale? And my answer was, I'm I'm gonna still watch it. I'm just gonna know that the season finale sucks every year. But it's not like I'm going to stop watching the show, right? It's it, it, that, I they, stopped they watching this. the show. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I it was actually an accident. I was gonna, I was gonna fight through it, but I, I just after the after uh, the after the the bomb went off, um, I uh, that was the last thing I watched. I just never tuned back in after that. Oh, the oh, okay. I, I, I see. I could if you felt a particular way about who the bomb affected. I could see that. I could totally well, I wasn't upset. I wasn't upset about him being, he was probably one of my preferred characters. My issue was more the, it was a re, I don't know. We're going to get into Titans, but there was, um, the, the show was relying on this kind of repeated shtick of like, um, not having great like mysteries but not then also having everybody's mind blown and then treating it, not just having the characters be like, whoa, this is the craziest mystery. But then it would present it as like this big dramatic thing and that within like the way it was like shot and edited and everything. And it got to the point where it was like just not what it 
thought it was or whatever. And so like the bomb going off was very much like the jump the shark moment for me of like this like just climactic moment that I'm like, I don't even I don't care if like I'm not even wondering like did he survive? Did he die? Like I don't even know. Because it goes off and I'm like, I don't that was so there is no outcome of this that is like more interesting than everything you already didn't do. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just, it's just yeah. not. And then I, I was, like I said, it was more of an accident that I stopped watching, but I, I was not like, I haven't looked back and been like, Oh, I wish I had checked more of that out. Cause it was, I was the first few seasons were already a struggle. Yeah. I, 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 I did. Well, well, no, I, I, I think the first two seasons were good up until the end. I do. I think they were both really, especially the second season. I like yeah, that's the thing. That, that, that's the thing about them is like they they yeah. they they always grab well, me, and then all of a sudden it just leads into like. Well, the ah. first the first season was was very on and off, and there were some things that I would be like, mm, I'm not I'm not I don't love that, but like there's enough other things that had me like I was defending it, and like, yeah. Well, if they pay that off, then it's all okay. And then it got to the end, and I was like, how do you not? <laughs> all of the things that I was like, well, if they pay that off, it'll all work out. And then they didn't pay any of those things well, off. And I'm like, well, so all of the things that I would have been interested in now are just nothing. And the second season was similar, but fell right back into the exact same spot before mid season. So, I feel like where so, it was like, so I, so I can tell you, cause I, cause this was a month ago that I, I got, I finally got caught up and watched the third season uh, for DC TV Squadcast, And like, I will tell you that, as far as the third season finale, they it's better than the previous two. They did stick the landing as far as ending the season, but what happened was basically everything that failed for them, subjectively speaking, of course, everything that failed for them in the season one and season two finales, they just moved to a couple of episodes before the finale. <laughs> so... So, so it's possible. I, I like you checked out after episode three. It wouldn't surprise me if there were people that checked out after like episode, like around episode nine or ten, and did not get to the ending, which was actually a good ending because the weak spots right before it were like yeah. really weak. I think part of my one of my other issues, and, the, and this was throughout the entire show, is there was there was this level of like the number of times where people would say like the plot was doing one thing and then it was like, they just kind of had like AI fill in the dialogue or something <laughs> where, um, and where, and I, I don't remember what, like the, the, the part that always sticks with me was the, the Tim Drake stuff from, um, from the beginning of season three where like the police stop him and he's like delivering falafel or something. And they're like, um, I can't remember all the different things they said to him, but none of it like made any sense. I was like, why? And it wasn't like, a, it made no sense where it's like, Oh, cops were stopping someone for no reason. Cause that happens all the time. But it was like, they would ask him a question and then like not care about like any of the answers to the, and then they took the, I think they took the food and then he just like went back to the restaurant and his, I think it was his aunt that owns it was like, yeah. where were you? And he was like delivering food. And he's and then he's like, you know, people love the way you make it. It's like, wait, so she made the food and she owns the restaurant and he was delivering the food and she didn't know where he was. And now oh, yeah. he's like, it was just this weird, like, it's like, I get what they're doing. It's just like the, the dialogue is almost, it's never like yeah. the plot dialogue, is happening because it's, it's, it's like, what? Um, I don't, it's so, and, and it's, but, 
I, it's I, like that I, in every episode where it's like, what, I, what are you talking about? I, like, <laughs> I, 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 I will say that for, for, for me, for season three, that the, by far the, the strongest, most compelling aspect of season three was the psychological torture of the Bat family. That was yeah, really I mean, was. there were good things. I actually, I actually like the Jonathan Crane character, to be honest. I kind of like what the one doing. that made Dick go get him weed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just like there was just certain things that I actually kind of dug about that character. But yeah, but at the same time, it's just but, but when it came to the oh, whole Red Hole, Red Hood, uh, uh, did I say Red Hole, <laughs> Red Hood yeah. um, storyline, it just kind of fell so that was like. Yeah. That was the other Jonathan Crane was the other bit of di- one of the dialogues that I remember that I was like, what what's going on? Because Barbara was like, or was it? Yeah, I think it was Barbara was like, oh, we, we're going to do something, but you're not going to like it. And and Dick is like, no, tell me. And she's like, well, you're not going to like it. And he and she's like, OK, well, we've got Jonathan Crane as a special consultant. He's like, you did what? It's like she just she just told you like three times <laughs> that you're not going to like it. And now you're acting like you're surprised that you don't like it. <laughs> Well, Batman captured him. Batman, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It, 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 and he—he's—he's he's part of the. I didn't necessarily have an issue with Carthizer's Scarecrow, but like, he's part of the weakness of the two or three episodes. Actually, he's, yeah. There, there is a scene in particular that I absolutely detest. In like <laughs> episode, like it—it's it, like. Not before the penult. It's like the episode before the penultimate episode, and it's just like it, it, it's, oh, it's 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 terrible because <laughs> it, it honestly u- it uses a TLC song that I don't like. <laughs> oh! I, I, I have hated that song from the. I know so many people. Listen, I love TLC. Like I'm a fan, <laughs> but I hate that song. And it went on for t- it went on longer than the damn tape joke in Guardians Volume Two, which that went on too damn long. This is like, mm-hmm. uh, I um um oh no I don't even remember what I was gonna say Uh-oh. um no I don't uh, the, the other the other maybe it's related to this or maybe not but the other thing that was funny that they would do is um like Dick and Barbara would be at the police station like arguing about something and he would like storm off and she'd be like Dick wait come back like in front of the cops and like nobody would say anything. Or no, she no, she would she would refer to him as Robin or whatever, like out loud. And then like later on, someone would say something. And he'd be like, "Shh, we don't want anyone to know." And I'm like, "What are you? <laughs> you yeah, just wait, wait you just had yeah. a scene where you're like openly talking about secret identities." See, so I I, I I don't remember catching those. Like yeah, as far as like and, and that was the thing. Was like because I'd heard like complaints about like the writing was awful, and I hope they get better writers, and the dialogue is terrible. And so I went into like my catch up watch like listening for stupid shit that they were going to say. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not hearing anything that like confuses me. It's not this. It, it's not like Hamlet. It's not like the strongest dialogue in the world, but like, I, I think <laughs> one of the things that and this is what I was going to say a second ago when I forgot is that one of the things that I came away from one of the earlier seasons, or maybe even season three, where I was like, you know, what's interesting about this is, it, it in a way feels very much like they wrote a comic book and then just used that as the script. Because if you think about a comic book and like as the way it uses the medium is it, it can just be a little bit more blunt with the, the dialogue and things don't have to 
make like it's way different in a, in a in a in a comic book to like have somebody having a phone call and saying whatever in the word bubbles and then hanging up whereas like in a show you've got to like edit around that where you're like okay so they answer the phone and they talk on the phone and they hang up and then like at what point do you cut like those, those are all maybe sound like weird questions but it entirely changes the context of it because in the comic you only show like like close up of the phone handle close up of the dialogue then phone slamming down and then move on and you don't have any pieces to clean up whereas like if you do it in a show you've got all this like they've got to be doing something the whole time they've got and, mm-hmm. and it gets to the point where you're like and so in titans that 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 extra stuff that's where they're like okay the phone call is what's important so a to b the logic and it's like okay the logic makes sense okay they need to get from a to b so these things are happening but then everything else that's not directly tied, where it's like, okay, well, this these people are having a, these extras are having a conversation in the background, and they're cooking something in the foreground, and whatever else is going on. Once you start paying attention to that stuff, you're like, what the fuck are these people doing outside of the specific <laughs> plot related stuff? Like people are like, it's like the type of thing where like if you look at an extra, and that, that, this is what was happening, but it's the type of thing where if you look at an extra, they'd be like shoveling a hole and then like putting the dirt well, back in that, it and then taking it like out again the, and then putting it back in. Infinite, like it's, it's like the equivalent. So wasn't there something from the Dark Knight trilogy it was like pretending to sweep or what was that? Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, was that Dark Knight? That wasn't uh, Dark Knight. Was that no, Dark Knight? I, I don't know. I forgot I what trying. movie that was, I but like I, the guy was literally like like sweeping, but he like the the fucking broom wasn't hitting the ground at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, and it's that type of thing, and more so with dialogue, where it's yeah. like it, it's just a kind of fill in the blank sentences where I'm like, why? It's well, literally it, just like say something that's not plot relevant. Well, it's like it's like, it's and, like when you watch a sitcom. James Bond, actually, like, maybe that's the It's like when you watch a sitcom with a laugh track, and yeah. they're in a public, and they're in a public place, and the conversation, like, if, like Fraser, I'll bring or use that as an example, like they're sitting in Cafe Nervosa, <laughs> having shocked. a having a conversation with each other at a table, but it's a full cafe, and you just mm-hmm. have all these extras whisper conversating with people. Yeah. Well, they're because, pantomiming. That's the thing. Exactly, that's that, right. That's they're, gonna be so like like hard to do or it's like you're literally like well it like, you have somebody right there and you're going like this you're going well and, right <laughs> right and that's the thing like if you if you actually like focus yeah. on any of them and pay attention they're not saying shit they're not saying <laughs> they're, anything they're, to each other and it's not even and, and i'm not i don't mean that they're not saying anything audibly because you're right they're pantomiming i'm i'm saying they, there's not even they're not even <laughs> mouthing words they're yeah. mouthing movements it's just we're here you know what's funny to what are the funniest space. One of the funniest uh, things was like uh, uh, if you watch the Cloverfield outtakes, you know, Tim Miller, who's, you know, essentially operating the camera. There was like one outtake where he goes, he goes, hey, everyone at a party. Are you guys having fun? Pantomime that you're having fun. <laughs> and he just yells <laughs> it out like in an outtake because, you know, essentially, yeah, because obviously you're, you're going to hear the dialogue who's in front of the camera and everybody in the distance is not making a noise, but they're pretending like they're having conversations. Right. But yeah, he just like flat out just like yelled it out before like a take, and it was on the 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 blooper reel, and it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but yeah, so that's I mean I I see what you I see your point though, Stephen. As far as like the difference, like you have to fill the frame, and there's the blocking is completely different. <laughs> yeah, with something and in like, live action as opposed it, to like in a comic. And I don't hate the show from the perspective of like if you strip everything away just down to the like 
this happened, so this happened, so this happened, so this happened. Sometimes I'm like, what? But most of the time that's like okay on Titans, but it's all of the like it's it's almost like they say like, okay, well the the dots connect, so we just need to like add some bullshit around at the dots so that it looks more full. And then the stuff that they add around it is is like these conversations that is like, I don't know why you're it, it's 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 like it's like it's like a fill in the blank where it's like you need another script pass to be like oh that's just filler dialogue we'll refine well, that later. Well, well like, oh, okay, there there one it, it was this was East this was Easter eggs actually, and it was like in it was like in the first or second episode when he's like scouting for all the other he's like scouting for a new Robin after he thinks yeah. Jason is dead, and it's Carrie Kelly, Stephanie Brown, Luke yeah. Thomas, and it's that's like right in your face, <laughs> right, and it's like okay, I understand why those are there but logistically that doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. i mean it was like what was carrie, carrie kelly it was like full on it was like the classes were so predominant it was right. so like oh yeah it's like there was another one where um um the whoever it was that the the guy that was talking to starfire that was he was back in san francisco or oh, wherever yeah, he the, was all the, yeah. and the, yeah. and there, there was one phone call they had where like he called her and she's like walking through a park or something. And I don't even remember the, the extent of it, but I remember that the entire phone call existed basically for her to say, sorry, I haven't been able to call you back. There's been a death in the family. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like one of those things where I was like, I had to rewind it and be like, wait, does anything else happen here other than her name dropping death in the family? And like, it, it, that kind of thing is frequent where it's like, why oh, and it's yeah. and it was one of those the more you think about it you're like wait why was she walking through uh, I, I, and then I, she, death I, and the phone and wait uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I i didn't ca I, I i know the character you're talking about and i know the the conversation like i didn't ca i didn't catch that she said that yeah uh -huh. but, yeah. but but i i i will say that like the whole thing like the whole time i'm like why is she talking to this guy yeah, yeah. like what is like that was that was that so i guess I like have more of a, I feel like I have more of a macro view of like what could be the issue with this. Whereas like you heard the line and was like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? And I, did she really say that? And I'm, I didn't hear the line. I was just like, why the fuck is she talking to him in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> what point does this character serve that she's talking to at all? Right. Well, and then, and then as I, as I, and I think that's the thing with the show that like really gets weird for me is because more often than not, when I start to pull that stuff apart, I end up with like, wait, so the only thing that happened in this exchange was her saying the words death in the family. That's so like, why right. So I, I'm left to assume that the only reason they had this whole like side arc in this episode, which means that at some point somebody was like, well, no, if he doesn't leave the voicemail earlier in the episode, then she doesn't have to return the call later on. If she doesn't return the call, we don't get the death in the family reference. Stop, Stop <laughs> it. No. But, well, well, no. Or, 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 or like with, uh, you know, and like to, because I liked season three other than like the weak parts before the finale. But like, <laughs> even though I, it, but it was one of those cases where like I said I liked it and I was teasing that I, that, I was going to review it for the show and then I liked it and Scott and everybody was like, okay, we got to hear this. Cause <laughs> we, we, we need, we need to know on what earth you possibly like this season. And what was hilarious was Scott said that after he listened to it, he was like, I listened to it. And then I realized, no, you still didn't like the things that I didn't like. You're just not as 
angry about it as I was. Yeah. So like like that's usually well, how it is. Well, and, 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 well, and, and, and like, like what a perfect example is uh, uh, Blackfire, because how what Blackfire was teased as like a very dangerous character at the end of season two. Oh, she's yeah. anything, and she's anything but that in season three. Now, does that bug me? Or in, in, in terms of continuity sake, yes. I'm like, okay, you teased her as somebody that was really going to be a problem in season three, and she really wasn't much of a problem at all. So that's a little off. However, I still like what they did with the character. I still like what she did with the character in certain spots. So it's like, you didn't fulfill your what you promised from the end of season two, but I'm not that mad at where you went with it. Yeah. Well, and there's a certain amount of sometimes it's, I don't want to suggest this, this with Titans, but maybe I'm wrong. Sometimes there's an artistic purpose to doing things that way. Um, and then also you can just, people, people can connect with material differently. And so there's, I think we talked a long time ago, but I, there are contexts where like, I love bullshit dialogue where it's like, this is just meant to like fill space and kind of evoke something, but really it doesn't mean anything. And I think the example I used last time it came up was, I think it's used in both Star Trek um, Into Darkness and Speed Racer and other places, but it's the like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I only know what I can do and I have to do something. That's definitely it's Into like, Darkness. <laughs> and, and, and it's it's such a great line because it's like, how do we get from the second act to the third act and like, how do we translate this character I mean, motivation from the second yeah. act to the third act? And it's like, well, and then you look, you look at like the, the function of that line. It's like, that means so nothing, but also it takes the, it, it turns the corner for like, okay, so we're done talking and we're now doing. And that line. It's also, it's also <laughs> good for the trailer. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a good trailer line. <laughs> um, and, and it's one of those things where it's like, where I, I like it when, 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 like shows or movies do that because there's almost an admittance of like, Oh no, you're watching a movie. And so we'll just give you like the, this is like the, 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 the character motivation line and not worry so much about like, did we earn this or whatever? Because you don't, you're more like, where are you as the audience? Are you more interested in like just seeing it now? Or do you want us to like finesse this character arc around this awkward corner? Um, and, and so I think there's almost an, an art, like a, a Michael Bay-esque like art level to that. Like, how do we just cut to the chase with this? Like, you know, we don't need nuance here. We just need a hand. We need to hit this with a hammer. Um, and so, and so I feel like that's a lot of the stuff that's in, that's in Titan. So I might just be, have a overly cynical approach on it also, but um, um, yeah, because there's stuff that's like entirely that kind of dialogue that, like I was I was talking last week about um, Guardians of Justice. On, I on Netflix. Haven't watched that yet. I gotta watch the, it. Guardians of Justice is like Titans, if Titans was the way that it is on purpose, <laughs> 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 or, or what wow. I, the way I describe it Soul. at least. Soul. Um, um, but yeah, it, but it's yeah. If Titans was the way <laughs> that it is on purpose, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of explaining it right there. I like that. Um, oh. it's like it's like if Titans, if if there was a Titans level adaptation of a put Watchmen and Injustice into a blender, um, with a lower budget than Titans but the same writers, um, <laughs> like that's. Guardians of Justice. Um, throw some kung, throw some kung fury in there. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, okay. So after I watch Adam Project, I'll throw an episode on tomorrow. 
Yeah. I promise. Mm. Promise, Steve. Um, I know. Yeah, we, we've talked about it before. I'm gonna yeah. watch it. It's one of those things that, like, I can I can fully see people just like despising it, but also there's I, the more I watch it, I'm like, whoa, you actually like did this. Like, you made this show. <laughs> that um, is why I didn't watch it because to me these types of shows are, are very interesting. But I watched episode one and. I saw myself hating episode two and three and four onwards. Yeah, but so but like, eventually, but episode yeah. five and episode six, you're like, eventually, <laughs> eventually, you're like, this is actually you gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get four episodes in before you hit the sweet spot. Everyone might be different, but like, it's so, it's such a weird. I mean, because like they'll, they legitimately will, will do like a fight scene in claymation. And then cut what? back to like the over, and then and then they'll go back what? to like, then they'll go back to the over the top, b- low budget it was dialogue. Too, right? Wait, 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 wait. You know Crazy they sub- animation like ca- like so California in- raisins claymation. In- instead, kind of- in- yeah, no. Instead of have you seen Kung Fury? Yeah. So you uh, know how they kind of blend the animation and stuff in that. Yeah. So it's it's like oh, that except great. instead of so that. any anywhere where they're gonna do something that that would be like too high budget. Kung um, Fury. So, it's a short film that's on YouTube. You can watch it. It's like it's like less than a half an hour, right? Yeah, just like a half but hour. Any, anytime there's great. anything in the in the in the show that is like would be a higher higher budget, it'll it'll do. It, it fills the, the the shot in with it several oh, different Sandberg? things. It'll Sandberg. do. No, no, no. It's a different one. Oh, it's a different one. There's. Oh wait, wait. Um, David Sandberg. Yeah. No, it's a, oh, it's it's actually a different David Sandberg. I looked this up recently. Are you really what? Yeah, it's yeah. not F. Sandberg. It's not F. Oh yeah. Oh okay. That's probably um, why he. But but right. why? It's but, it's one of those. That it's so fucking fantastic. It's so yeah. Great. But um, Guardians of Justice have- will replace v- like VFX heavy stuff with 2D animation of various styles, anime or like like um, uh, Bruce Tim kind of style stuff. Um, or claymation or stop action or just like straight up toys. Like they'll have like uh, a shot. That's like a, uh, like a, uh, I just want to make sure I have the right one in 1985. Yes. Kung Fury, right. the toughest martial artist yes. cop in Miami. Yes. Goes back in time to kill the worst criminal of all time. Yes. Kung Fury. Yeah. AKA Adolf Hitler. Oh. Yes. That's it. <laughs> Yes. Oh. oh God, I love that fucking. I was gonna ask. It's got some of Team America vibes. Sky? Yeah. That- weirdly, I, I didn't like Iron Sky. Oh, um, Iron Sky. I, I love Iron Sky, Sky, but I, it, 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 the production seems similar. Yeah, I, Iron Sky was weird because I started watching that, and at first, there was a weird like, I don't know. I liked that at first, and it, it just took, I felt like it took the bit too far. Where I was like, this is like a funny concept, and then eventually I was just like, oh, it's like the same thing over and over and over. Um, because, I, I don't know. See, that's I, the problem with like like that kind of stuff. It's like, isn't there supposed to be a kung fu like full length movie too? And yeah. I'm kind of worried about that because I'm like, yeah, but when you had like that sh- this short film that dealt with that, it was like it was perfectly, you know, it was like a perfect runtime, you know, because now you're just gonna start unless they come up with some other crazier ideas and they could fill that time uh, uh, i'm all about it but i mean it just seems like the the runtime was perfect uh, 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 yeah. okay i'm i'm because I'm, I'm on imdb and i'm i'm looking at a list of quotes yeah um, yeah dude uh, after yeah after we're done with the stream you, which you're gonna wrap hey, up in a little you, bit you, 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 you don't need that spine it's holding your back 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or cop. Oh yeah. Like literally a cop is like, Hey, you got a permit for those guns? And he yeah. goes, I got your permit right here. And he kicks a skateboard under the, under the cop car and he stomps on it and <laughs> catapults the police car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so going to watch that after because this. Oh those are cause, cause wow. I, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. It's yeah. You got to watch it. Watch it after the stream, man. And, oh uh, you know, this could be a perfect place to, uh, wrap this up because we're going on four hours, man. And, uh, yeah. this has been great as always. And, uh, um, um, but yeah, before, before we go though, I will say yeah. Ray, they extensively play on the going into the police chief and slamming your badge on the desk and, yeah. And then, and he's like, but then he's like, I got a new partner for you. And it's like a dinosaur partner, but they, they, but like, they don't comment at all on the fact that like, this is the only dinosaur in the, like, that's just, he's wearing a cop, like it's a almost suit like and tie. Like, I, think I was hero. just, that, that yeah. literally that just popped into my head, Dave. Last yeah. Action last hero. action hero esque, but it's more extreme. And then the main character is just the way that he talks, you know, more just, extreme. <laughs> hang on. More extreme. Than Last Action Hero, yes. Okay, yeah, it's it's crazy. Huh. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff in there. So, and anybody wow. in the chat who hasn't watched it, please watch it. But uh, yeah, this is a good place to wrap this up. Uh, another fun vodka stream. Thank you to the panel. Thank you to Sam who uh, joined, and uh, we'll go around the horn. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, I'm Steven. You can find me on Twitter at SM Colbert. You can find my writing um, at ScreenRant.com. And you can find um, my podcast with Andrew Dice about uh, various uh, Snyder movies at SnyderMinute.com. We're focusing on BVS right now, but we've occasionally released what? some on He doesn't want other... to do with the Batman by the minute? <laughs> We, we we might do a, a Batman episode, but I don't think most people are going to want to listen to that. Yeah, um, probably not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and also in Kung Fury, um, at the very beginning, <laughs> he gets a phone call. He's like in his apartment. He's in his apartment and he gets a phone call, and he's like, "Hello," and then he just kind of sits there for a second and he frowns and then just crushes the phone with his hand. Yeah. And like throws it, jumps it. Out the window, right? like, and then jumps out, and then jumps out the window down through the sunroof of his car, <laughs> um, like thirty stores below. Like the, yeah, the, 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 this this is on. I can watch. Yeah, I think it's on, on Netflix YouTube. too, but it's also on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh. Wow. Yeah, uh, it's, this, this is. Oh. I, yeah. Yeah. Fired up after this, man. What are you gonna All do? Right. My job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and okay. I love his outfit too because he's got he's got the knuckle like gloves on and everything and yeah the the fucking uh you know he's got no no not a bandana but he's got a, like a headband on and shit like that it's so ridiculous oh boy uh, all right KC uh, yeah you can find me at Kratom Cage on all social media and you can find me at the Real Talk Live on all social media as well uh, we are going to be streaming tomorrow and talking about all the DCU shifts as well. And the other stuff. <laughs> the other stuff. There it is. Subscribe to it. All right, Ray. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Flightcast. Uh, you can find my blog and my weekly podcast at theflightcast.com. Tomorrow, yep, talking about the DC EU date shifts. But also, I got a, I, I got some trailers to talk about because not only with Obi Wan Kenobi, but also we finally got the teaser trailer for yes! Star Trek Strange New Worlds. 
and we've been waiting weeks to see that. So I definitely oh, got so great in that. It, it really does. I totally need to gush about that tomorrow. Uh, the YouTube channel is active. I am posting to it actively. I have movie reviews at this point. I've got one that I'm dropping tomorrow that I mentioned earlier on turning red. Uh, my more extensive spoiler free thoughts on that Pixar classic. And, you know, you can decide for yourself how relatable it is. Um, <laughs> Um, and it depends course, on whether or not you fall into that target audience yeah, of, yes, a, yeah. of, a, of an indetermined <laughs> depth. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, and I'm still doing DCTV Squadcast over at Squadcast Media as well. There it is. All right, guys. Uh, thank you to Samuel. Make sure you, uh, you guys uh, subscribe to him, J, uh, JVS, that team, and what he's doing over there. And uh, make sure you smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Subscribe, join, do all that stuff, and uh, yeah, see you. Uh, see you Sunday, of course, for the Batman: The Phantomated with Scott, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. 